hey, you know, I don't like to brag on ourselves because, you know, that's not humble. That's not. We like to stay humble around here. So we'll let somebody else do it for us. There's no one does what board game snobs do better. They are almost professional level comedians. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Go. Hello, you lovely people. <laughs> Welcome back to Board Game Solved, where you, ha- where you have your two lovely hosts, Gabby and Jerry. Jerry. Hey, I'm Gabby. That was, see, look, you've been gone for so long, and we ask you to do an intro, and that's the best you well, can do. Well, you're not going to get a powerful intro. And besides, Here, I'm the nice one in this group. And Welcome to episode 150 of the Board Game Snobs. I am your host, the titular host, because I'm a board game snob. I'm Gabby. With me today is also Jerry. Let's go clockwise. You sound like some of those cheap All right, radio now hosts. Enrique. <laughs> hey, guys. And Bubba. Hey, what's going on? Hey, welcome, everybody. It's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how they build up the fervor, and it works. Welcome to the show. What you been up to, guys? Uh, Fervor. So that really. First off, Enrique and your your opera man Adam Sandler impersonation that you always do whenever you get on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we got to tone that down just a little bit. I want to point out something. We got Bubba here, Enrique here. We're all here. This is the one fiftieth episode. Hey, hey. And the reason I'm having a hard time is because you didn't tell me to say go. Guys, say go. 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 So. Basically, what's going on here is that we've all been super vaccinated. Enrique, you've got the vaccine like three times. Yeah, sure. So, so hey, so we are ready to do the episode that we missed because we missed the 100th episode. So this yeah. is our 100th slash 150th episode because coronavirus got us. So this is what this is so special. What what what's, what is that when uh, when men get snipped? What do they call that? Vasectomy. That's what I got. I did not get vaccinated. I got a vasectomy thinking that's what I needed to prevent disease. Well, <laughs> technically, <laughs> both do. Both it, do. It prevents something. Uh, see, it, Ironically enough, somebody at work got a vasectomy today. We have a kid. Really? Right. At work? No, not at, at work. At, at the Department work. of Transportation. Not at, yeah. <laughs> not at work. But yeah, and then was uh, hyped up by another guy, another two or three people apparently who've had it done as well. So I didn't even know. Uh, FYI, uh, as a medical professional who is also slightly... Not, um, but what is this? Maker's Mark? Maker's this is good. Mark. I just want to put out an EPA. What's that? PCA? EPA. P- what's the thing where PSA? Earth Protection Agency. What's the thing where PSA. you pub- PSA. PSA. PSA uh, about vasectomies. Just because you have a vasectomy doesn't mean you can't get somebody pregnant. Because they can glue back together. No, that, but also you you out. still have sperm in there. But they burn you now, right? Like they burn the ends now. Wait, wait. Sperm in where? In the tube. In the tube. The vas deferens. Yeah, so like the mag, like they, I'll use a gun term. Or the urethra. Me and me and me and uh, me and <laughs> the me sperm and, come out the urethra. Me and uh, Bubba, are, are, we 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 know about guns. So he's like, you know, the mag. <laughs> I you know might about not, guns. You might not. You not. Your mag might be out, but you might still have one in the chamber. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Oh yeah. That's so right. that's a thing. Well, you might have one lodged in urethra. After you've already fired one off, it got stuck in there. Why after are you cutting. talking like this? I'm urethra, trying to have urethra Franklin. <laughs> R-E-S-P-E-C-U-T. 
That's got to be out there already, right? R-E-S-E-C-P. R-E-S-E-C-P. How's that song going? R-E-S-E-C-P. So by the way, she stole from somebody. She did. She had no R-E-S-E-P-T-P. Otis Redding did that back in 1962. Oh, yeah. And then he stole the, she stole the song and twisted it and made it about women empowerment. We're going to have, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to agree since there's four of us here to kind of calm this down and not be talking oh, over each other a little bit. Because we sure. get complaints from the listeners. Mm. Listeners send three. complaints. And we, we have, have three listeners. That's 10%. 10% of the complaints. <laughs> okay. raise hands in order. I want to focus something here before you move on to the banter, because I see you have your diary journal, journal there. I'm sure it's a journal. Enrique, I've noticed something about you. About what? Okay, first off, today... Enrique's sleeveless, just saying. He's sleeveless. He's back in f- I have my neck full beard. form. Boom. He's grown a neck beard. As I picked him up, I noticed two things about him. One... He's heavy. <laughs> zunka, zunka. <laughs> I think Professional I level comedians. <laughs> oh, yeah, say that. They are almost professional level comedians. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dan. Enrique's got new glasses. Enrique has like these bottle cap glasses that he has to you because he's partially blind, right? Like yeah. your eyesight. But also you were tugging at your ear. And so I inquired from Enrique, what's wrong with your ear? He proceeds to tell me, and I quote, I think I have an ear infection. My parents think I got it from the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. So does possible. the cat, this uh, is bandit, right? It's one of the cats. So, one out of the seven cats. <laughs> so, you have all these seven cats. They all splay out and lay in the bed with you. Mm. And so, you think one of them, like, what, was grooming you? I don't know. What? And stuck its I, tongue to clean out the earwax? I was probably, and, like, sleeping in there. You have a like, clouder of cats. Yes. I don't know how we acquired these cats. Mm. We just, they just appeared. They're like, hello, you will now take care of me, for I wish it. Yeah, I wonder why they th- assume, like, I don't think, animals are supposed to have great senses. Uh, people say that all the time, like dogs. If a dog doesn't like you, you're a bad person. You cannot tell me that cats have any good sense, that seven cats looked at Enrique and thought, this is a provider. This guy will take care <laughs> of guy. us. They, I mean, did they sense? What did they think? Like, this will be a good home. I don't know. Anyways, I just wanted to point that out. It's nice to have Enrique back. Enrique has been absent from the show due to coronavirus not because yes. he had the coronavirus but because he has no kidneys or you have a kidney ish yeah and, one kidney and uh, various other issues that we did not want to expose him to germs so there's that but yeah cats are peeing in his ear i don't know cat <laughs> urine who knows you never know crazy cat lady we leave you alone for a year and you come back as a crazy cat lady we got it's not my fault we got bubba Back by popular request. You know, every once in a while, I show up. I won't say this one Paw thing. Popular <laughs> cat pun. Uh, <laughs> professional <laughs> level comedians. They are almost professional level comedians. <laughs> so, Bubba started the Bubba Top Five, for which I do do not know why we had so many people email in about that episode, and everybody started sending us their Bubba Top Five. So much so that Matthew Jude did his own top five of randomness. It has now become a mainstay of the podcast. Can, can we call it like the B5? B5? Yeah, shorten that down. The B5? The B5. You know it's like a vitamin. I do. Isn't that nice? It's your B5, man. The B5 flush. Yeah, it's your B5. It sounds B12. Cooler. It sounds cooler. B4. 
before no it's just before B4. there was no Bubba five I don't know if we want to call it that. But anyways, I just want to make sure because that's that's the marketing. That's just not Well, I tried to name our previous. Okay. So side note, I tried to name our previous episode Bubba Top 5. Here's an example of my neuroses, as my wife calls it, even though it's undiagnosed. Mm-hmm. It would not post through to Apple. Like everybody kept saying, it's not showing up on Apple. It's not showing up, app- showing up on Apple. We're getting shadow banned. (laughs) As soon as I saw that, I'm like, why is it not showing up? Why It's on every other thing. It's on Spotify. It's on Podbean. It's on Pandora. It's on everything. It's on YouTube. Would not show up on Apple. Hmm. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I refresh the feed. I go in there. I'm looking up all these things about, well, I need to do this. Make this adjustment. Maybe it has. I changed the duration of the podcast because it's something said like zero. The length of the show shows duration. Literally, we're having a nice family evening last night, and I'm seeing this. I'm like, why is it not on, on Apple? Because Apple is like the majority of our downloads, mm-hmm. and I'm all I'm all about them clicks. Oh, Got to get them right. clicks. It's not showing up. I'm like, we, we're not getting them clicks, and it's it's hurting me. It hurts my soul to not see them numbers. I'm in a funk because I cannot figure out why it's not huh. posting through, and I even put up a link. And finally, uh, I think Jesse Jones or something on our Facebook said, I clicked the link and it took me to the first Bubba top five when you were here and did it. Oh, okay. And I was like, maybe it's like, maybe app, whatever it is, it's like it did not accept it because of a previous episode that okay. we did that I also named something, something Bubba's top, top five. five. I went in there, changed the name of the file reposted it, changed the name of the episode, reposted it, now it's on there. But my point is, it ruined my day, and that should not happen. Like, I shouldn't be that concerned, but it was my obsession from about 5 o'clock yesterday until midnight, until I fell asleep. I was obsessed with finding out why the frack is this not posting. Apple's too powerful, man. Why don't you just take some anoxalytics, man? You need to chill. Apple's too powerful, man. You got to chill out. You don't. There's no need to be that way. <laughs> but I am. But you shouldn't be. There's so pills. what do I do? Go get pills from who? Doctors. Pharmacy. Joe down the street has some. Yeah, Look, I know a guy. Twenty dollars a pop. No I know a guy. There's no need to be pop. be that anxious about things. I shouldn't be, but I am. Well, over freaking. Well, the weird. Okay, here's another thing. I get if I I have to have. I have to have things a certain way. I have to, if my evening does not go as planned, I know. If I have my evening planned, if the podcast doesn't go a certain way, if the evening doesn't go a certain way, I have it all planned in my brain. So yesterday, okay, I was home all day yesterday. I didn't, I didn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) And my wife comes home. She says, You didn't do the dishes. I was like, oh, crap. I forgot about the dishes. I meant to do. But she was upset at me because yesterday I literally, okay, I was editing. I was editing well, doing and something. doing other stuff. I was doing something. Uh, I also watched two TV shows. But I didn't wash the dishes. She was upset. That makes me upset. I'm like, oh, God, I'm a failure. I suck. I <laughs> failed my wife. I didn't wash the dishes. And I had planned a nice evening together with oh. my wife and Charday. But my wife was angry at me. So that ruined my. So then that on top of the Apple Podcast not posting between the dishes and the podcast evening ruined. Okay, wait a minute. Wow. This is an intervention. Wow. Here's how this works. So this is how this is, I'm a healthcare professional, right? Which <laughs> <laughs> is scary. Which is scary. You? Scary thought. I am. I've been doing this for almost twenty years now. 
almost 20 years. I'm almost to that point to where you I can retire. literally say I'm too old for this. Yeah. I'm too old for this. Uh, so here's the thing. Your anxiety and all that mess. You got to be able to frame things. And when I say frame things, I mean able I to. I framed my poster last week. Correct. You're able to look at a situation. Just as late. And say, this is where it's at. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the worst possible thing that can occur in my life right now, and 1 being a minor nuisance, where does this lie? So, I mean, nothing is that important unless it's, you know, Armageddon, death. Right. So, the podcast not posting, that's a 2, Armageddon, 3. Armageddon. <laughs> so, you look and go, this is not that big of a deal. Why, why is, no, it's not. I know. It doesn't know. matter at all. It, it, we don't get paid for this. We don't. We don't get paid for this. It's not an issue. It, it's a mild inconvenience. So that's like two or three. So if, if you feel like your reaction, you then judge your reaction and go, okay, this is a eight or a nine. I'm feeling like I'm freaking out about something. I'm freaking out. And if freaking it, out. And the way that you can quantify that is, is it ruining, ruining time right now? Hmm. So if it's ruining a certain amount of time, oh, it does. It's ruined many an evening. <laughs> so there you go. So any, anything, anything that ruins your evening, Gina's needs, like, "What's going on? Podcast didn't post. Oh, yeah. ruined. Anything that ruins your evenings got to be above a six, six, seven, something like that. This is not that. Anytime I got to deal with my wife or something that ruins my evening, that better be a six or a seven or eight. Like breaking your femur. That's yeah, a, that's a ten. That better, be, better be up there. Yeah, I mean, you, you better be limping around. Yeah. That guy's scared about the pain levels. Everybody's pain level. They always compare it to, have you ever had your femur broken? That's a 10. So if you claim something's a 10, you're going to have somebody come down from the broken leg war like, who the hell said this is a 10? Do you know, I just learned this. I Ryan Reagan knows it. I don't know if this is true. I hate Ryan Reagan. I don't know if this is true. Why do you hate Brian Reagan? He's, he's not funny. Uh, he's not funny. He's exactly... <laughs> no, no, that's funny. Dollar General Store. You're an idiot wow. right now. You're making yourself sound foolish. No, uh, right. You've I'm had too much. Okay, you're gonna are you gonna say something reasonable? I am. Yeah. You like Brian Regan? Email us at boardgainstops@gmail.com. Okay. No, 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 wait a minute. Let me finish my point. Let me finish my point. Squid. Yeah. Squid. Squid. <laughs> it's called squid. I, almost, I literally almost called you Squidward. I don't know why I almost called you. Your face looks a little bit like Squidward. Is that where we're at? I thought I was fatness every day. No, man. You get you, you, very skinny. hungry games. Getting skinny. I have a joke. I'm not about to do a Hunger okay, Games joke. I'm, I'm not doing that. So, like, you know, talking about breaking your leg makes me think about that saying, break a leg. I don't know if this is true, but I just read this somewhere. You know why they tell people when they're going up on stage, yeah, to break a leg? Mm-mm. I know the answer. No idea. So that you'll get cast. Put in the cast. Oh. Put in a cast. So it's Break a, a it's leg. A, it's a pun. But it's a you, pun. If you oh. saw that off TikTok... I went and researched a bunch of those things. Most of them are false. Well, listen, I just got true? off and on on TikTok. Like I got on TikTok because Gabby sent me a TikTok that I had to download the app. Yeah, to, to watch it. it. So now, first off, here's what's happened since I downloaded TikTok. I now think that the earth might be hollow. Not flat. 
not flat. It's okay. hollow. Hollow, wow. Okay. I then watched Godzilla versus King Kong, which just emboldened me even more. Because he come from the hollow Because he come from the hollow earth. He mm. came from Middle Earth. With her son, apparently. Yes, that really bothered me in the show that there was... Mm. Does Have you watched King Kong versus Godzilla? I have not watched yet. Have you watched King Kong? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let me tell Actually, you. Actually, he wasn't appointed king yet. It's just Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. He's not been anointed by the queen yet. King makes me think, and queen makes me think of Prince. Prince died, not the singer, but Prince Henry, Prince uh, Philip. Philip. R.I.P. Did Prince Philip die? Prince Philip is you dead. You didn't know that? Uh, I didn't, it, it, Happened it, when, today or this morning or yesterday. Didn't know in the and, past, in and the future. DMX. And DMX died. Yeah, DMX. DMX breaks my heart. I'm slipping. Not the prince. I'm falling. Not the prince. DMX, yeah, you slipping. You like can't get Prince up Philip up. was ninety nine years old. That's true. He, he's old. He was yeah. ready to go. That's what, yeah. old, that's what old people do. Yeah, but DMX was ready. He was going to. Old. Was he the ex that was going to give it to you? Yes, ex going to give it to you. Yes, was him. Oh yeah, yes. that was. That's who I remember about. I, I don't know what's going on right now, but y'all are going to make me lose my mind. And he barked. <laughs> he barked during the. the okay, yeah. I'm going to make this podcast a podcast of Rough Ride. DMX, <laughs> Rough Ride. Yeah. DMX was. <laughs> I can't do that as good as got it. DMX was essential to my uh, wow, essential. about 1993 to 1999 uh, music listening. Between I'm slipping, I'm falling, I'm never give up, something like that. X gonna give it to you. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. I love, I freaking love DMX. He just made, oh, he just made anthems that people could like. That's what he did. Summer he did. anthems. He made party. anthems. Yeah, party anthems. I guess we like DMX up in here. And I didn't even <laughs> drink back then. How did I party? I don't Dr. Know. Pepper? I don't know. You drink. Baby, give me a two liter bed. <laughs> <laughs> you mix the diet and the regular together. You had that aspartame. So, snorted. King Kong versus Godzilla. I am a huge Godzilla fan. Gabi let me, and I'm I'm, I'm ashamed to say this. Okay. Gabi sent me his HBO Max thing. Oh, uh, y'all didn't do that. So, Netflix changed. So I watched that. I don't know what he's talking about. So he let me watch. He let me watch that, but he also, and this is for another podcast. I won't talk about this because I have deep thoughts, and you need to watch this too. So there's this other movie that I watched. It was four hours long. I did not realize it at the time. But it is, her. it is a Batman, Whoa. Wonder Woman, Superman. It's the Batman. Wonder Woman. The, She's lost. The son, the son, the Snyder <laughs> house rules. I? Snyder cut. Oh, okay. That's what you're talking Co. about. I yeah. watched Ooh. that. Cut makes me think of vasectomies, which I had thinking was a vaccine. <laughs> well, uh, I, that show needs to be I can cut. have no children. Godzilla can. <laughs> but I do have Corona. <laughs> Godzilla cannot be defeated. He's a force of nature. Mm-hmm. You cannot. Jerry's all about this. You cannot no, defeat no, Godzilla. No, how many so times have heard this? So he's like the force of nature equated he to. He is nature. He is nature. He is basically like the wind. indestructible. He's yeah. indestructible. That's like yeah. saying, let's get rid of the wind. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like the happen. fact that they use God, King Kong and like make us try to relate to him, like because he can show a little bit better emotion. Hey, he can sign. And he can sign language. I'm home. not into that. Home. Home. I don't home. like that. <laughs> But there's a it scene. It worked for me. Sold. There's a scene <laughs> in this show where Godzilla basically stomps King Kong down and people defibrillate King Kong with a hovercraft. This sounds amazing. completely odd, but it happened and I was pleased to watch it. <laughs> this show serious? was amazing. It is trash. They don't care about the people. There don't is no say story. It's trash. it's trash. There is don't no writing. Trash. There's no writing. I'm gonna say who wrote the story. There's no writing. They okay. did not. You're gonna tell me that director his art his work his artwork is trash. No, I didn't say his no. artwork was trash. I said 
that the people, the people were trash. So, so it was like a Superman thing. I'd say everyone but the little girl. The little girl. And did you know she's actually deaf? Yes. Uh, I do know that she apparently has no tear ducts because they kept using that one fake tear down that right <laughs> eye every time they <laughs> needed her to show Get ready for the Vazine. <laughs> the Vazine coming in. Wow. <laughs> so they basically go to the middle of the earth because that's where King Kong and all of them are from. And there's a, I, I, which first thing that threw me off is that the it was placenta bright. of the kaiju, basically. Yes. And you do. <laughs> Your placenta falls to the floor. What in the world? Is the placenta, that's where like babies come from, right? No. That's, that's where the kaiju no, comes from. That's not a placenta. Huh? You're thinking that's, no, that's not where babies come oh, from. Oh, that's what? not the placenta. How do babies work? That's the uterus. <laughs> I got vaccinated to prevent babies. Well. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Okay. I don't know how we got it back on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud. how you connected that was only in the way that you could. Are, are you that referring to liquid hot magma? Oh, yeah. Magma. Okay, so that's not it. Anyways, they go to the center of the earth, and uh, first thing that struck me is that there's like a, it was light. It was like there was a sun down there. And I'm thinking, where is this light coming from? They never addressed it. And I realized they, they don't have to. The they, director no, knows. They, ju- they Jules Verne did. This jo- show's trash. It doesn't matter. Nobody yeah, cares. Nobody cares. It's Nobody not scientific-based. And King Kong finds an axe, and then they literally, Godzilla, fire breeze down to the middle of the earth. He, like, burrows a hole, like spits with the electric yeah. nuclear spit. Godzilla comes, and they fight. And it's amazing. It's, it is truly an amazing sight to see. An amazing commercial would be to show Godzilla doing that, then drink some Listerine, swish it out, and he's got fresh breath. <laughs> Listerine, you get know, on you that. Know this, now, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't know this to be a fact, but I just thought it was, that that was a remake, right? Yes. Did you, did you not watch the original? The original Black and White, right? Yeah, I remember seeing it. So this is my thing. So this is when this came out, I was like... Because I've heard Jerry talk. I don't know anything about Godzilla. Yeah, I used to watch when I was a kid. I love because of Jerry, I was like, Godzilla versus Kong. Like, that's not a versus. Kong's, uh, Godzilla's indestructible. Why is this a movie? He might get punched in the face a few times, but Godzilla's indestructible. Mm-hmm. He breathes nuclear breath. Mm-hmm. How do you defeat that? Godzilla's just a big monkey. He can fling feces at you. <laughs> Which if we it, never see but, depicted. But he have a heart. But King it Kong should, has a heart. It should be nuclear feces. Should be, <laughs> he should throw it back Oh, That would be a great... That would be... All right, picture this. That would wait, be a wait. great tagline. They are almost professional level comedians. <laughs> You've got Samuel L. Jackson looking in the distance as Kong flings his feces and says, oh, guess what just hit the fan? That's right. And yeah. then the DMX starts playing. That's right. X going to give it to yeah. you. You get Samuel He makes anything uh, real. In the original Hulk, Kong versus Godzilla, they make King Kong out to be in much like the protagonist, that is, as they do in this film. Kong looks to have defeated Godzilla in the original. Because Kong is like going out to the ocean. Yes. And so as he's going out into the ocean, it's like he drowned Godzilla, but everybody knows two things. Godzilla can't drown and Godzilla will repower. Mm. So it's like he's a lizard. It's implied that Godzilla won and oh that King Kong won, but Godzilla's missing, and everybody who's a Godzilla fan is like, no, they know better. Like you can't get rid of Godzilla. They did insert the mecha Godzilla into this film, which was very odd. And if you don't know about Godzilla fighting Mecha Godzilla, yeah, that's that's, that's that that's in this film as well. Okay. That was like the twist is like there is a there's a robotic Godzilla, and they fight, and it's OP, and I, it's one of those weird 
twist in the movie of why did they decide to go this route? Why did they think? So there's evil Steve Jobs is in this. So there's Steve Jobs. who's like, how's Apple? Are we going to do this whole movie for this podcast? <laughs> uh, we need to stop. And he makes we an iPhone Godzilla. Like, and, and, and they fight. We got to stop. <laughs> I ain't seen the movie, so it's fine. We I need to stop and Enrique, move on. How many stars freaking... of the Godzilla show? One to did five. Did you see it, Enrique? Mm-hmm. He did. One to five? Yeah. Five being the best show you've ever seen, almost. I give it four at least. Wow. My there brother, you go. My brother says There's some excellent. things it's that a, I didn't it's, like it's about it. It's very good. Movie. But it's excellent. a three. Yeah. I mean, it's Godzilla vs. Kong. Will there be it's another one? I guess let's conclude. Will there be I another mean, one? I mean, Gladiator is a 10. Schindler's List, a 10. Schindler's yeah. List? You've seen Schindler's List, right? I've watched Schindler's List. I wouldn't exactly call it a 10. It's emotional. Are you insane? No, it's up there, but it's not a 10. Oh, it's a 10. Yeah, I think you I think you think so? I, I mean, think, I'm not saying you, it's not a I mean, nine. the I impact, think, I think the on importance. The aggregate, on the aggregate, it's a 10. The well, cinematography. No, but listen. I, the I, stories. Okay. But the just, point of the show. I want to bring <laughs> 10. I wanna, so you're equate. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So are you, hold, are you going to say Godzilla versus Kong is better than Schindler's I List? I didn't say that. Or, or equal to? <laughs> or equal that. to? I never said that. I, I, I think I, I'm it's just fascinating. Asking. I think it's fascinating. Schindler's List is a 10. Two things. One, you put those words in my mouth. And two, you think that Gladiator's a 10. I do. Because it's my personal favorite, I can, I can. Hey, you know what? I can name anything a ten I want to. Okay, we need to move along. <laughs> Rowan Shelton's before we. He? Rowan, I know the name is Rowan. Rowan, R O W E N. So Rowan, move on with it. What does Rowan? What was Rowan say? So we asked for voicemails. Rowan says, "I'm very sorry, guys. My voicemail does not work." But I was wondering if you could read this anyway. <laughs> Done. Cool. Accomplished. Cool. cool. Congrats on 150. Thank you. I've listened to about 130 of your episodes. Very specific. 130. That's a lot, man. I love you guys. We love you, too. My favorite time ever is when you guys played Curmudgeon. It was hilarious. Take care, Rowan. I like Rowan. I like the name. Rowan is our YouTube listener. Oh, really? You didn't know he's on YouTube, but he posts our videos. That's just the audio on YouTube. And Rowan goes and com- comments every time. On them all. He's like, "I'm here." That's cool. Oh, wait, it's very like, comforting. Whoever. Rowan is like, "I'm Rowan. here." Rowan, it, Rowan <coughs> reminds me very much of Ronan, which is the forty-seven, which is super cool. Well, yeah. Done. Okay, so let's do a, at least one more of these. We may pepper these in throughout. Uh, this was another voicemail we received. They actually use voicemail, Rowan. You know. Don't shame Rowan. I'm not. I'm not going to voicemail shame <laughs> Rowan. He's listening to that. Rowan's listening to YouTube. Okay. That's cool. Rowan, I appreciate that email. Do very y'all much. comment back on YouTube? I do. Oh, okay. Jerry, this is the thing with Jerry. Oh, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, I'm sorry, begs, no. <laughs> Jerry begs for interaction, uh-huh. but he's so freaking busy <laughs> saving old people's lives. Same. He never responds. And oh. I'm like left to like, oh, this is an email from two weeks ago that Jerry begged for. Let me respond to it, Jerry. I literally just sent an email to somebody to, to uh, yeah, to the guy exactly. right now. Okay. Catching so up. here we go. Here's one more from a, a fan of ours. So it's Okay, so I forgot to say I was trans the last time we recorded a message, but here we go. Take two. Huh. I'm, I, hi, I'm Jay. I'm kind of drunk. My partner's kind of drunk. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I'm kind of drunk. Jay is trans. I am queer. And we love hearing neurodivergent because I also have 
neurological issues. And we don't normally subscribe to new white dudes talking about games <laughs> or about anything, but you come with a really respectable pedigree. We're not wizards and Ben Maddox and Dan Hughes. And that's so we checked you out. And uh, it also turns out that you have people of color on your program, um, even though we didn't know that when we started. So keep going. You're amazing. Congratulations on your 300th episode. You see, people, we we appeal to everybody, and I'll, and I I appreciate brings out that we are great people, and we are great people. That, great. Awesome, we, awesome email. Right we're there. we're good. We're very Our good. Voice we're not terrible. We're not terrible. We're not terrible. Yeah, and we do have people of color. I'm Chilean. Enrique's they're, mix. Uh, they're talking about. I don't think we have any person here this of actually one descent. They're talking about. Uh, Gotta be a thing talking about Bubba and Chardé. Oh, Bubba and Chardé. And now Chardé may be one descent. You know what? You're right. Some of our no, best friends no, are. No, no. Oh. <laughs> you don't say it. No. I can't say it, man. <laughs> just, we just say it. You just gotta imply it and then pe- pe- people pick up on it. Also, again, awesome voicemail. I love that voicemail. Like That's super cool. Fact. And re- replay it another 150 episodes from now, too, by the way. Okay, here's one for you, uh, Enrique. Hey, this is Eric and uh, Enrique. I just want to congratulate you on 150 episodes. That's quite an accomplishment. You know, I know all the hard work you've been putting into it and overtime hours. You know, it really shows. Um, it's just too bad that you let those other two guys, uh, Gary and Jubby, uh, <laughs> that you let them ride your coattails, you know. Um, but regardless, you know, it's, it's a pretty good podcast. Take that as you as you will. Um I think I'd have to say my favorite board game until they make a Beverly Hills Chihuahua IP game is probably Grand Austria Hotel. Um, it's just a perfect way for me and Lindsay. We love it. Um, but anyways, Enrique, congratulations, 150. Mm. Love this guy. Eric, yeah, that's the guy who... Oh, okay, he likes you the best, but he also watches Beverly Hills Chihuahua by himself <laughs> you, in a movie great. theater. He mean? saw it in IMAX is what I understood. Man, that's amazing. I think I watched it. I think I watched the second movie in Antlers. Can I ask you a question? What yes. is your favorite cartoon? My favorite cartoon? Not, 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 none of this Japanese magma anime. Uh, obviously. Magma. Obviously. What's your favorite cartoon? Good old-fashioned cartoon. I think, oh, old-fashioned. Just any cartoon. Name a cartoon just your favorite. Why are you saying, but not, I mean, uh, animation or cartoon? What is the difference between animation and cartoon? Because anime is different. Uh, and anim- but it's a cartoon. Uh, anime is, cartoon. is usually from uh, well, mangas. An- yeah. They, they kind of. I mean, it's Japanese based. Yes. yes, but no. But it's also like more serious. It's just a. I don't know if it's if this is the technical term for it, but you can look it up. But I, it can be something very serious, whereas a cartoon is generally in jest. It's like more of a comedy, something it, for it's kids. It's mainly mindless fun, just kind okay. of. Like, which, like, obviously, Simpsons is a cartoon, but it deals slightly. More same South Park. There's various other things that are cartoony, yeah. but still, there there is a difference in the art style. I would say. But if I would have to say a cartoon, it would have to be the early 2000 Teen Titans. That's not bad. I just watched that Snyder cut, and it there's I like that cyborg guy. He's cool. I like him the best. You should watch uh, the Dark Knight Returns Part One. I've uh, with with old Batman. Yes, it. yes, it so is. Good. It is so. Good. It is really good. Is you, all you just see is old Batman just beat the living crap out of every young old person. Old Batman, old Batman is the best Batman. 
in great. my opinion. Did you know that 11% of people are left-handed? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Is that where you're, is this the banter section now? Have we moved nah, on to we banter? Have not. I, just, I, I thought I you were just marking stuff off. Fact. I thought you were marking stuff oh, off. Did you know August is the has the highest percentage of births? 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 As in like cargo and ships? <laughs> Sleeping births? Big Bertha? Uh, Nautical humor? Are you talking about in the United States or like in the world? I'm sorry. I got to get uh, That's a all I said. That's uh, all I said. I, I, you know, the birth rates are down. Like, people are having less babies and that they're, like, means, freaking out about it. But that means that people in November are getting it on for some reason. Mm. That's true. What's going on in November? Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. I'm thankful, baby. Uh, me, plus, the, it's colder. Give me the turkey and gravy. Plus, it's also better for babies to be born traditionally in the summer or summer, the sunnier months, because of vitamin D. Oh, okay. Babies born in the winter, they have a harder time because they don't get as much much vitamin D. So, yeah, it's better for babies to be born in that June, huh. July, and August, September. You should look up, but I don't think this may be true. The, the babies, uh, the amount of babies born did not increase as a result of the pandemic. I am a healthcare professional, by the way. Does it, <laughs> just throwing that out there. I didn't know. You will figure that come March... Nine you months later, so. you would think so. Well, there would be hit. COVID babies. There would be COVID, a whole lot of COVID babies. There would be COVID hadn't babies. Been all, There's been, been no COVID babies. Yeah, it hadn't been There's like been lots of COVID yeah, babies. Yeah, but it hadn't been like a mini well, baby let's see. So, all right. So, uh, the people would start feeling COVID about March. six months in, you think? Yeah. June, April, May, June, July, August. Reverse. September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. May babies. Yeah, May babies. So, we're not there yet. Or next April. week, should next be month, should be a lot of pregnancies. All right, get ready for all that COVID babies. I wonder if your theory will break water. <laughs> <laughs> get it? Well, I'm they a are professional. almost professional level comedians. <laughs> the, I emphasize the almost there. Uh, so, how much did people buy more? I assume. Did you know how much board games people bought more? That's well, solo, I do not. So, in 2020, solo gaming went crazy. Yeah. And we are probably going to reap the rewards of that, those of us who are solo gamers, because of that. Because now, it's like a thing. Even games that weren't designed to be played solo, they are putting in variants for it. Because they realize there may be long periods of time where there are just people who are the only board gamer in that household. So good, good market. Yeah. So that makes sense. It makes sense. Continue well. on. I didn't mean to interrupt. I apologize. No, no that, you're fine. That would be an interesting stat to know. I think yeah. we'd have to ask somebody in the industry. I don't have any board game related stats in my stuff. That's cool. I do have a board game we'll talk about. Did you know the average person falls asleep in seven minutes? Yeah, I believe it. My wife falls asleep literally, I would say less than five. I fall asleep in probably an hour to hour and a half of going to bed. I have a question. This is a poll. Go ahead. How do you sleep? Do you sleep on your side, your belly, your back, upside down like a I flip flop relentlessly. I I know it's because you're... Your guilty conscience. So uh, (laughs) I think you're going to say because I'm fat. You sleep on your butt. Yeah, like, standing up. You, you just lay back. So yeah. you just you just lay on your back. Yeah. When you wake up, you're still laying on your back. Uh, no, I'm usually just, on my side. Okay, but you start off. You lay on your back. Yeah. Just look at the ceiling. Bubba, no. I started from my side, end up on my back. What side? I started from my right hand side. I yeah. sleep on my left side. It has to be my right. But I always sleep on my left side because I always have to face the door, the entryway to whatever room I'm in. But hmm. y'all don't. Flip flop before you fall asleep. I do not. I flip. So, I, 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 only, flip oh, I can sleep on my right hand side permanently like that, or I will if I get hot or something. <sighs> I'll move to my amazing. bed, and then that is it. I do not move. Mm-hmm. I flip I flop at least twenty times before mm-hmm. I fall asleep. I have peace when I sleep. I'm on my back, left side, right side. One side Why? gets hot. One side gets hot and uncomfortable. I rotate, hot and uncomfortable. But I go on my you, back. Do you fall asleep in seven minutes? No. Why not? 
Well, do you? I'm watch, above. I'm above but, average. So, but when you say that, you got just to make sure. When you say fall asleep, that means not watching TV, Netflix. You're just literally sitting. I mean, in bed, I would think like nothing. you just lay down, and go to bed. Yes. Gina can go. Gina does that. If she lays down, she's asleep in minutes. Mm. If I lay down, even if it's 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, and there's no other variances in there, it will be. An hour to an hour and a half before I actually fall asleep. That's insane. You need to start taking some melatonin. I'm a healthcare professional. <laughs> <laughs> you need to start taking some melatonin. <laughs> 10 milligrams. Just eat it. The gummies. Next question. Or banter. Please hit us with that hot magma banter. That, that, I mean, I'm, I'm just about done. I'm just about Please. done. I think we should go on to our board game plays of the day. I Uh-oh. have thoughts okay. about a Do board game. Do you want game. a refill? Yeah, are you going to get up? Okay, well, we can pause. No, don't pause. Keep it going, because I'm going to describe the game, this oh, okay. game here. good. And you hate that, and you always I interrupt do. me. Descriptions, and nobody <laughs> likes descriptions. No. Everyone yeah. loves descriptions. Even though the most successful podcasts have descriptions. <laughs> well, think- That's what we've been missing. We need descriptions of how the game is played. I keep telling you that, <laughs> and on, that people email on a board and say, game, "On a board game, y'all need descriptions of the board game." Well, the thing is, we get emails all the time. We do not get we emails. We get emails on, all the time. He doesn't I get respond to them. All I the do. Time of people saying, "We wish you describe the game more," and That's I start, a false. I start describing the game. He is blatantly lying. And right Gabby now. interrupts me just like he's doing that. Go <laughs> give me another. Blatantly, Go give me another. Make more. He give me three They are almost professional level comedians. Shut up, Dan. Get me a, get me three more ounces of Maker's Mark. I will explain a game that I thoroughly enjoyed. This game is called Moonrakers. Uh, one thought before you continue. You know, y'all really should try to get sponsored by alcohol person. Just, just like what? Out. AA? Something. I mean, somebody. <laughs> whatever you need, man. Do you need help? No. Continue no. on. Continue right, on. So Jay. as I'm going to describe Moonrakers. Moonrakers is a game that came out in 2020. Got a lot of hype. Uh, and I will I will caveat this or real fast to say that they sent me the copy of this game. Thank you so very much. I don't know, I don't know why they thought to send me this. This is very nice. They sent me the Kickstarter version. It's beautiful. It's got metal coins. It's got very nice art. They even do their own little playthrough of how to play it. Uh, it is a one to five player game. Plays between an hour and two hours. It's you know you could solo it obviously. Uh, it is a negotiation deck building game. Those are two things for which you don't generally see a lot of. But in Moonrakers, you are a group of space pirates, basically. And you are choosing contracts out on the board, which are these cards that require certain uh, resources to be fulfilled. And you do this by playing cards from your hand. You have a deck of cards. That's where the deck building comes from. So you have like damage and thrusters and crew and uh, reactors and things of that nature that you use to play to fulfill these contracts. So while these contracts give you reward, they either give you prestige and the win the game, you get to 10 prestige, you win. Uh, or they give you money, you use money to buy other cards such as crew members or other parts for your spaceship, which gives you more cards into your deck and special abilities, little special abilities that kind of break the game. So on your turn, you select a contract that you want to fulfill and then you invite the other players to go on this contract with you. And then you negotiate. You kind of talk amongst yourself. What can you play that will help us win this contract? What cards do you have in your hand? And then after you kind of figure out who there at the table can help you, you invite them to go on the contract with you. That's the negotiation part. 
then you kind of get into the more in-depth negotiation of when you fulfill the contract, who's going to get the rewards? Who's going to get the victory points? Who's going to get the money? Who's going to get the resources that come out of that? And so you're trying to divvy up amongst the players what you're going to get for helping me out on this contract. Then on your turn, you play cards. And interestingly enough, there's several little caveats about this game that I think makes it exceptional. Overall, that's the game. Whoever gets the 10 prestige, they win. If there's a tie, then you go to the money and the value of your spaceship. And I'll just say this. The production value on this game is off the chart. I, I was shocked. Not only by the box, the artwork, the solo game, which I haven't, I've just read the rules. I've not got to play it solo, so I'll, I'll update us later on how it plays solo. Uh, the artwork and the card quality is excellent. There's two little boards that you put out there that kind of, you know, help keep the money and the other contract cards and the crew cards that you'll buy in the various parts for your ship. You have your own player board where you're adding parts to your ship and that gives you special powers. The iconology is very easy to understand. There is a playthrough made by the company that's on YouTube. It's 10 minutes and you understand the game. There is uh, just some exceptional, exceptional gameplay that comes from having this deck building aspect and the negotiation. Just an exceptional amount of... Well, I, well, I'll get to the points that make this game great. One, on your turn, when you're trying to complete a contract, you can only play one card. You play one card per action. You have one action. So you can only play one card as a default. Well, the reactor cards, which is the energy of your ship, when you play those cards, they give you two more actions. So you want to have those because they let you you know, play more cards. So obviously, these reactor cards are very important. So you play these reactor cards, and then you're trying to look at a contract, and it requires three damage and three shields. So you know that your hand of cards is just five cards. There's no way that really you can do that. So you have to have somebody. So you need Enrique with you. Forces it, yeah. You f it forces negotiation. And Enrique knows that you need him. And you look at the contract, and if you complete this contract, well, you get two victory points and X amount of money. Well, Enrique wants a victory point and Enrique wants X amount of money. And it, it turns the game into this back and forth of this is what I need you to do. This is what I'll give you if you do it. And then when you play a four player game of it, everybody at the table wants to be in on a contract. Everybody wants a p bigger piece of the pie. It feels like a bank robbery. Yeah. To win it. Yeah. And who we're not going to all get an equal cut because we don't want to give you an equal cut. So you didn't have to make exceptions. And so the negotiation breaks down into something like this. And this is the other rub of the game that is amazing. There are such things as hazard dice. In these contracts, you will roll either zero or four hazard dice. These hazard dice have zero, one, or two damage on it. And that damage can be blocked by shield cards that you play from your hand. You tell you or your allies which one of you is going to roll those hazard dice. So if there's three hazard dice and two of you are going on a mission, somebody's going to have to roll these dice. Is it going to be you? Are you going to roll them all? So that opens up, again, another beautiful part of the negotiation where, look, I need you to go on this mission with me. I'll give you some of the money we get from it. I won't give you any of the victory points, but I'll roll all the hazard dice. Well, the hazard dice, if they're not blocked by cards that you play, they reduce your victory points. 
So you can go on a mission and actually come out with less victory points than you had beginning of it. It can actually negate the victory points that you win. So it is a little bit of randomness tied in with this negotiation game. Right. So uh, there's another part of the game where you may get a partner who wants to go on a mission with you, but they go on that mission knowing that they are just basically going to ruin it for you. They are going to botch the mission. I did that with Enrique. Enrique and Bubba were about to go on a mission. Uh, I knew Bubba needed that mission. He wanted that mission for some reason. I assumed that he needed it for a secret. He needed it for a secret objective. I told Enrique, look, I'll go on that mission with you. I'll help you complete it. I don't want hardly any of the awards. I made a better deal than Bubba. Enrique decided to take me on the mission instead of Bubba. And you can take everybody at the table. You can have as many allies as you want. But he decided me and him were going to go because I made the better offer. Enrique played his cards. And when it came to me, I simply said, you know what? No. You lied. I'm not going to help you. Deceived. 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 Enrique was deceived, much like Eve. <laughs> yes, the contract was failed. It was a wash. We didn't get any bonuses, but I didn't get the card. Gobby, Enrique was the Eve yep, of yep. Moonrakers. Yeah, Bubba didn't get to take <laughs> part. The Adam. Yeah, Bubba didn't get to take part in the mission. Yeah. So it's that. One time- of my objectives was to fail. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was like, to oh, get yeah. a victory point. Yeah, I'm gonna like, oh yeah, I'm with y'all guys. I'm with you. Oh, rats. Yeah. And, and I got a victory point. So, Man. And, and that's the reason why you lost the game. Sebo. <laughs> so Gosh. the game, the game, of course, anytime you play a um negotiating game, it's something like this. It does come down that there can be some king making done. Gobby did king make Bubba at the end of this game. I did not. Yes, he did. <laughs> I did not. Yes, did. Well, he didn't know how I was going to go out, though. He well, didn't know. Well, here's no. the thing. Bubba was all, was two points away from winning. He and he negotiated with Bubba. And Gobby. Oh yeah, I forgot about the objective card he yeah, had. To yeah, to go. And I said, Bubba My will complete. Bad. Bubba will complete his objective <laughs> if you do this. I'm pretty sure his secret objective will be he will complete this and win the game. And Gobby just completely ignored it, and went ahead, and so <laughs> that's all right. There runs this risk with negotiation game, but Gobby was in the last place anyways. It, it, there, there runs oh, this. Toss it in there. There <laughs> runs this. Uh, this kingmaker thing that happens in negotiation games. But anyways, my point being, this is a 2020 game, I believe. This is the best game I've played out of 2020. Hands down. Ooh, wow. I think I've played like three, so I can't say. Um, I have, out of the various single solo player games and other oh, games okay. I've played, um, just, yeah, Moonrakers is amazing. Absolutely amazing. And so here's here's what I would say in oh connection with God, everything. you've been talking forever. Jeez, you've been explaining the game. This is why. See, you know what? This I've said this time and time again. This is why. You're like, oh, I can't stand it. You interrupt me and stop. Because if I let you talk, my God, you just don't shut up. So I have to interrupt. Just go ahead. Take over. <laughs> no, I don't want to take over. I just want to chime in. But Jerry's like, oh, you interrupt me all the time. You're always interrupting me. Yes, because you just talk and talk. Oh, you talk about games and talk about the guy. Okay, get it. I got so, it. I got okay, it. We so got say it. something. So yeah. So Not, Jerry is the vanilla. The Jerry is a vanilla, and Gabby is the chocolate chip. So I see. see I wasn't in here because I was. I was getting Jerry. You his got the drink. gist of it. You got the gist of it. I was getting Jerry his drink and performing. Which is his the only way I could stand you. So <laughs> hey, we're best friends, by the way. That's right. So, Turn my mic back on. <laughs> you turned it off again. <laughs> no, he's on. He's just too far away because he does. A hundred and fifty episodes in, he, he doesn't yet. know how microphones <laughs> he ain't work. Out yet. Uh, here soon, he'll be chewing on ice as well. Are you shaming me? <laughs> keep, keep it fresh. <laughs> no, Enrique, leave the door open. Unless you're going to go out there and fart or something. What are you doing? We need some air. Why is Enrique in leaving? Why are you, where are Did you that going? say something to hurt you? He's, he's going, going to the bathroom. He's going to the bathroom. He's got to empty his bladder. What are you doing? 
I need to know how long you're going to be going. Go into the other bathroom. Go in the back. No, go in the back. Charday's in there. She can't, can't go in there. Go outside. Go in the yard. Go, go in the yard. Dig a hole. Squat like a cat. <laughs> Cover it up with your paws. See Enrique in the backyard. Skin the grass. <laughs> Well, this is why I don't like you interrupting me. <laughs> <laughs> I read something online the other day that says that when a dog has to go and use the bathroom, the reason that they will look at their owner. Like, have you ever had a dog? Have you ever owned a dog? Like, I have not. You'll take a dog for a walk and they'll, they'll have to poop and they'll stare at you. It's because they know they're in a vulnerable state oh. and they're looking at you to be like hey but, you gotta watch my back man. protection oh, okay I didn't know and that. i thought that can't be true but i think instinctively they're like yeah like i'm 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 vulnerable right now man you got my oh, back yeah i got my back that's kind of like real and life the, and you see all these horror films where people are in the shower or in the mm. bathroom and something happens yeah. that's like the worst thing that's the worst happen. time yeah it's yeah, like yeah. i'm in the bathroom and somebody attacks you it's like well i'm just dead i'm dead i'm, not, I'm dead but it's like either either i can defend myself or just be defecating all over the place <laughs> why not <laughs> that's both so, that's so it's so shameful it's king kong <laughs> just dig it from king kong start throwing stuff and oh, you got it man. take that home and trigger <laughs> <laughs> So this game, I really like to play the cards. <laughs> Good transition. Good transition. <laughs> so, like, I like the way this game forces you to interact. You don't really like negotiation games. Right? No, I hate it. Yeah, because I usually lose, as I did today. Yeah, but, you, but you lost gracefully and with your much class. Oh, I, I propelled <laughs> in, in, in Bubba's victory. I shared it. <laughs> So, but like this, some of these contracts, like literally, there's no way you can do it without the help of people, obviously. Uh, the card you play, I like the way it forces you to combo your cards because you get one action unless you play a card that mm-hmm. provides you more actions. And you have to do that. You have to get these objectives, not objectives, the, uh, the con, the crew people. Mm-hmm. What were the things, the pieces to the ship you could add? All that stuff would add to your, potential card play that's uh, this game was very smooth the way it forces you to interact the way it forces you to card combo was pretty ingenious to me uh, I, I like it because the point that jerry was making earlier was what well, about my point what no point you asked excellent it oh, goes it, it, dovetails, it dovetails okay. dovetails dovetails see is that i think this game is one of the things that you can play it and tie with somebody Quite easily. Right. But then what you've done throughout the process of the game will really, really, truly matter because you can easily tie. I really like the tiebreaker in it where when you know when the game ends when someone gets to 10 prestige points. And I just thought, well, whoever has the most money wins. Well, it's not just the money. It's the value of the parts on your ship and the value of the crew that you've paid for them. So if you've done a good job at building up your ship and spend a lot of money building up your ship and crew, you're going to win. You're, you've put yourself slowly in the lead. Um so the games that this is similar to, so I, I love negotiation in terms of mechanics and games. Uh, one of the purest negotiation games, which I dearly love, is Chinatown. Unfortunately, the only person I like playing that with is Bubba. Um, <laughs> and Chinatown is an amazing game. I don't recommend Chinatown. I pit, I pit myself against you. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't recommend <laughs> Chinatown to just everybody because it is purely negotiation. Yeah. Uh, there are other negotiation games, such as Game of Thrones, which, again, is very niche. Not a lot of people want to play five hours and me negotiating over an area control game. But 
Game of Thrones is awesome. So that's another negotiation game I dearly, dearly love. Uh, what was that other negotiation Lords game? Lords of that, Vegas? Lords of Vegas. That is the broad stroke of negotiation games. If I had to say, buy a negotiation game, Lords of Vegas with the area control, the little bit of negotiating. But it's very light on the negotiation, more on the randomness and fun and just craziness. So that aside... Moonrakers does something that I have not seen a negotiation game do with this deck building plus the the little bitty, not just the objective cards, but those hazard dies. There's so many little things to it that makes it interesting. I think Moonrakers might just be like the quintessential negotiation game. Like, I think it may have. I, I do. I, I really steals do. it all down. So, and the reason I I say no, that, I mean, if you're going to distill it down, it would be Chinatown. No, okay. here's why. Here's why. Quintessential it, means it is the game for negotiation. Well, this because a game just has only negotiation does not make it quintessential. This game doesn't make it quintessential to me because you don't have to. You don't have to negotiate. You literally just five minutes ago said you have to negotiate. It oftentimes forces you to put. It, there's some cards you don't have to. Yeah, but. Many times it does, but th- that's what I'm saying. Now, if you're talking gateway negotiation, I still don't think this is the game because this game's that. pretty pretty involved. So, so for instance, so let me step back. I didn't say gateway. I said, no, quintessential. You said quintessential. Representing the most perfect or typical example of a quality of class. So, the dictionary. There it is, dictionary. Uh, yeah. Uh, the tr- uh, negotiation, according to uh, <laughs> right. Michelodian. So, so, as quintessential, I mean Webster's dictionary. the most perfect, typical example of quality in class. So, it's not just a game that just has negotiation. So, for instance, Game of Thrones used to be my favorite board game. It has negotiation, but it's very much area control. There's backstabbing. There's a lot going on with it. It's very long. It's not something that I would say has the perfect example of negotiation. Yes, Chinatown is nothing but negotiating, but there's a lot of king making being made for it because there are times where you can just shut somebody out and just not negotiate with them. So really, to be quintessential, it has to have, one, that quality, that mechanic, that negotiation, but there must be other elements that facilitate that negotiation. So like in Lords of Vegas, you don't have to negotiate in Lords of Vegas. You can. It's great. It adds to the game. But that's not the overwhelming arc of of the game. The other game of negotiation that I absolutely hate, I think it's one of the worst games I've ever played, is Sidereal Confluence, which, again, I think it ruins negotiation. And there's a lot of people who love it, whatever, that... It ruins negotiation because it places value on each little object, and you know right off the bat, am I getting a good deal? Am I getting a bad deal? You kind of need what everybody needs. The reason, the reason that I think Moonrakers is the quintessential example of negotiation of the games that I have played is that not only is negotiating at the heart of the game, everything around it is just restricted to the point that it incentivizes you to negotiate. Yes, there are contracts that you yourself can complete, but that happens just because you, at random, because you happen to get a good hand. And yes, these are these slight, lower, beginner, not very valuable contracts that you yourself can do, but there is not one big contract that you yourself alone can complete. 
You have to have somebody. The only contracts at the end of the game that are big that you can complete are if you have gone down a certain path. For instance, my particular ship had gone down the path of being able to collect and deal a lot of damage. So when these bigger contracts come out that dealt a lot of damage, there was an option to where, yeah, I might be able to deal with that myself. The game then goes a step further and says, I'm going to add in these hazard dice. So yes, I can go deal 10 damage, but you're going to have to roll three hazard dice. Mm -hmm. And the randomness of the game, again, pushes you to try to negotiate with somebody. This is the... You're saying the... The negotiation game I've ever played. No. I just partic- name another. I, I particularly appreciate Sellers of Catan. The way, the way you look. No. As he's Sellers of Catan. <laughs> no. Like literally, it's a phase of the game. You have to do it much like this one. Two sheep for two wool for wood. You do not have to do it. You do not have to do you it. You don't have to do it in this one, technically. Yes, you do. No, to you win don't. the game, you do. No, you could ally with someone and get a point. You could do no. the cheap ones. No. You could fulfill objectives. No, you cannot win this game without negotiation. I didn't say you could win, but you can gain points. Listen, listen. No. Sounds like, the, sounds no, like we need to no, play a thing. No, no, no. You cannot win this game but without you negotiation. You cannot declare the Moonrakers the quintessential negotiation game. It is. It is a quintessential. No. First off. So you're saying of all the negotiation games ever produced in the world ever on Board Game Geek, tens and thousands of hundreds of thousands of games, this is the game. I'm saying what I just said a minute ago, if you were paying attention, nah, still you looking were, at your you phone. spoke for like 15 minutes, so I tuned out. <laughs> is that Moonrakers <laughs> is the best negotiation game I have ever played. Uh, now, that is different. Now, you completely rephrased no, what you no, were no, saying. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I said. This is the best game. You said this is the quintessential negotiation game. I feel like game. it is the quintessential. This, based this, on, based on. Based on the definition and based on the games I have played. I, I, I bring the agree. Is representing the perfect or typical example of quality or class. This Are you just going to read definitions all day? I mean, that is not the deal. I, I believe Settlers of Catan is a more intro level. You I, learn how to negotiate no. with people. And to me, that would be more quintessential no, than listen, this game listen. is. You are, this is why I'm reading this definition to you. Oh, God. You and your definition. No, 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 no. Listen, I'm Webster's reading it to you because you're wrong. You think quintessential. I know. <laughs> don't, you, don't you read out of the dictionaries to me. <laughs> you're wrong. You're saying quintessential is... The intro level game. That's not what I that did not means. say that. Yes. I did not say that. I said so you think- I think it helps when it is a intro style game that you have the that factor that gaming mechanism in it. To me, Settlers of Catan is more quintessential than Moonrakers as far as negotiation. Anybody who's played any any oh, so now you're Catan. saying anybody so, ever, well, always, so, never. So, I, he's laying down these definitive no, 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 terms no, no. of could always, you say, never, anybody, ever. Well, no. could, you say, could you say the person who is experienced at playing negotiation games, who understands the mechanism and how to do it, would particularly appreciate <laughs> the skill level of Moonrakers? You know what, wow. Bubba? Bubba that's a good point, because here's the but thing. That be, would that be the just, point let that me I'm just illustrate you, something okay. to you. The person you, here Bubba. who is so strong about this, Gobby, who says he hates negotiation, hate negotiation, is the one that is trying to have an opinion on something that he knows nothing about and he doesn't care about. Whereas <laughs> Jerry just who, always demeans anything <laughs> I ever have to say about anything ever. I'm an idiot, so I don't know what I'm talking but about. Because he's reading from definitions on the internet <laughs> that nobody 
I'm, I'm telling you that this is not the quintessential negotiation game of all time ever, which is what you've said. It according is. to your definition. It is. No, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're an idiot. So, why, an idiot. so it's, what is the quintessential? I don't. Are you kidding me? There's hundreds of thousands of games. I haven't played them all. I cannot declare this is the quintessential game. I haven't played them all. But it's yet, impossible. But yet, you declared Gladiator a 10. I said that's my favorite. This. You're saying this is the quintessential. You didn't say this is my no, quintessential. No, 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 I'm You're not. declaring this for everyone. Everybody. You're an idiot. <laughs> no, everybody. You're an idiot. Everybody. Oh, my God. You got to be a brave person. Everybody. So, but I have a strong opinion. There's no one does what board game snobs do better. They are almost professional level comedians. <laughs> this is good. That's great. Good time. Moonrakers is one of the best, if not, no, no, it's the best. It is the best negotiation game I think I've ever played. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like people need to play it and then let y'all guys know if they feel the same way. uh, Bubba, you are a peacemaker. But also, (laughs) this is the strange thing. We're sitting here fighting like stupid cats and dogs. I'm not fighting. You are. You're arguing with me. I'm not arguing with you. You You're raising your voice. (laughs) You're the one yelling. You're raising your voice as well. The voice? Trying to talk and tell Mike you're berating me about not talking no. to Mike. We can tone him down. We can tone him I'm down. I'm not toning this down. This is my thing. We're, okay, we're, 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 <laughs> we get serious. We're going sleeveless. We're going WWE. We're arguing, strangely enough, about a game we both found excellent. Yes. Well, I absolutely enjoyed the game. That's the thing not, about it. But I'm not going, I'm not making bold statements so, so I'll say this. to get them clicks. So oh, I don't care about them I'm clicks. not doing clickbait. You're the only one that cares about Hey, I clicks. can't help my neuroses. But I think, I think the person who doesn't necessarily like the mechanism of the game, and they call it an excellent game, really truthfully tells you how right. valuable and how good the game Thank is. you, Bubba. So here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is true because... I'm glad Gabby appreciated the when, game. So That's when Bubba... When Gabby tells me... When Bubba... If Gabby were to call me... <laughs> he was at board name. When Gabby... When Bubba... When no, Gabby... I, when I, Bubba... I, he was I, talking, I, talking I, about I, you I, looking at me. That's I, all I, I keep looking at one. I'm sorry. This is the third... And Enrique is here as well. Say hello, Enrique. Shut up. Oh, wait. I turned Enrique off. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Say hello, Enrique. Hello. Oh, Enrique, here. stop. Leave him on. Enrique, look what? at me. What? You get off your phone. You're playing that. <laughs> no. You're playing that MOBA game on your Leave system. me alone. Tell me. Moonraker, scale of one to ten. How great was it? Oh, oh I love good. it. How much? Five. <laughs> Perfectly average. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, I thought he was serious. <laughs> I was like, "Dang, you are harsh. You're good. It's great." I love it. Five. five. I love it. What five? Five. Oh, he said it was such surety. Of that is what, what it is. Enrique, Enrique, stick with me here. Look at me. Bring my. Bring your eyes to me. Tell me what did you like about it? Speaking to the mic. Tell the people they need Thank to hear you. you. What you know, you? I loved it. I know, but what did you like about it? Oh, the first. Uh, no. Uh, huh? Negotiation. What did you like about the negotiation? Well, basically, it's just as you said it. It forces you to negotiate. Because, I, I said that. Oh well, someone said it. Someone <laughs> said it. But we all agree. We all agree. I'm not denying because, that. But to declare it at the very beginning of our quintessential our game, we had all the cards. We could right. basically do our ourselves, and then it got to certain points where we could not do it ourselves. Right. Thing I like about this negotiation game is, unlike other negotiation negotiation games I played, 
is that if you don't have people who are invested into negotiation games, the game will suck. Right. On this game, it forces everybody to negotiate in a way because it, it tones it down. You know, it, it's very hard to isolate somebody out because you need something from someone's hand. And so it forces you then to, to make that, to, to interact with all the players. And it does it in a way that's very even field. And that's what I enjoyed about it. And it, and it, but it doesn't, it doesn't make you feel like you're forced. And that's the other part. People yes. hate it. They don't like it. And it's forcing them. They're like, I don't enjoy it. And this does it in such a nice way with the right mechanism. It's, it's a very, it's a very balanced negotiation. Well, game. I would say like, it's if nice. you want to negotiate, it's easy to be the ally. Yes. Like, you know what? You need some help. help. I'm here to help you. But me, I'm not good at negotiation. (laughs) I don't like doing it. It's not something I'm good at. I want to do it on my own. If I can help you, I will make myself an ally. That's why Cosmic Encounter. I freaking hate... Cosmic Encounter. I All would right. say more quintessential than this game. No, not. I would say more quintessential than quintessential. this game. For instance, so quintessential. And, and, and you, oh my God! You, if you, you te- read another definition, you, you technically you're out. can't be more quintessential. You would be. You muted. can only be I'm quintessential. The star. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm the host. I can mute you. You can't mute. The star. I can't. I can mute you. All right, let's move you're on. Ruining this. All right, so let me just conclude. Well, uh, Moonrakers. Well, let me. Who, conclude who makes the game? Who makes the game? Who? Who makes and who's the designer? Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Well, you, that's a good. That's a good question. Because uh, me and Bubba want to talk about this, Gabby. I know you're not interested in board games. I, I will. I, to quote Jerry's point, it is I beautiful game. Beautiful game. Max Anderson and Austin Harrison are the designers. We received a review copy. Thank you very much. And they bling this rascal out. It, that thing is not like it metal is captivating. Co- uh, by bling, I mean metal it, coins. Yeah. If it were a book. <laughs> If it were a book and, and a bookshelf of a thousand books, I would be drawn to it. It's an easy setup. It is super nice. Metal coins. Yeah. The box is very box nice. Box on fire. It's cool. We what received a, it as a review copy. And thank you for that. And what a, uh, just not beautiful. This is a delight. Production. Yeah, very An good. absolute uh, delight. So, uh, I will, so the, the quality of the production matches the quality of the game. So here, so It does. I love it very much. To close this out. Um, no, Gobby hates, Gobby hates negotiation games. But did you like this game? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Uh, some as somebody who is a big fan of negotiation, it is probably my favorite mechanism. We need to do a top five. What our favorite mechanisms are? I love negotiation. This to me is a game that will forever be in my collection. I have not played the solo. I don't know if the solo is any good. I'll give an update on that later. I love this game. Enrique, of course, says it's. I typically don't like negotiation games, as a lot of people probably know. I don't really like negotiation games. But with this, Moonrakers, fantastic. So good. But have you played Settlers of Catan? Have I? No, and here's the thing with Settlers of Catan to address The question is, is it optional? Is it really? It's not optional. Well, I mean, it kind of is. You can, like, roll dice and hope you get everything you're not, but more than likely you need to trade Uh, wool for wood. I know, look, in in Settlers of Catan, when they play it tournament style, and this is why I feel strongly about that Settlers of Catan, the negotiation in it is very down the line in terms of the mechanism, is that 
if you're playing at a table with four people and you know you're playing with a champion and there you've got three noobs, the three noobs will just say, don't negotiate with the champion. That is a well, big. We could do that in this one. No, this, this is a big and, problem. And in fact, we did because Bubba like said several times, can we just cut Jerry out? No, no, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> the thing. but the thing is, in Moonrakers. But he stayed in there. He stayed in. In, in Moonrakers. And I get, again, I came in second. The Moonrakers game has these other objectives they have other missions that can be done solo there's other things that you can do and so moon rakers really does because of the way that it does this deck building is that even though there's four people playing when bubba went to do a mission sometimes enrique didn't have what he needed to help him gobby didn't have what he needed it was just me and bubba doing a mission so even though me and bubba typically when we play games we force each other out Moonrakers did something in a negotiation game that I have never seen done. What? It, it was able to make people who don't negotiate with each other commonly incentivized to do so. Me and Bubba actually worked together on several contracts. But and not got, many. And got but several. But this is my thing. My my main gripe. I'm not gripe. I am not at all saying this is not better than Catan. This is leaps and bounds better than Catan. My gripe was you saying this is the quintessential negotiation. You can't say that. Why can't I say that? People, got, could, people uh, need uh, to play. Because that is, like, let me ask that, you is this that is declaring that you have played every negotiation no, it does, game. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's if not. you said, no, it's not. in my opinion, this is the no, quintessential game for me, you could say that. Other I, than that. You're I just know. making a broad statement no, that is not. not. It is blatantly not true. No, you're not. Again, you do not pay attention to because, in many people's opinion, Sidereal Confluence is the game Listen, of 2020. No, blah no, blah no, blah. No, 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 no. Listen, this, this is one. why. This is no. You don't oh, have to oh, wait, 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 wait. No, I want to hear. Jerry said enough. You've spoken for 15 minutes straight. Go, Enrico. <laughs> now, Jerry isn't saying that okay. this is the number one negotiation game, because. So, sensual. Sensual, yes, yeah. go ahead. Sensual means sensual. the prime example of what a negotiation game should be. Okay. Excellent. That's what it's, that's the definition of quintessential. It is the prime example of what a negotiation game should be. And that's it. Got <laughs> so, <laughs> so, let me, so, again, Agabi, uh, I know you hate definitions but i you, hate, I hate but listen, but the, don't you define me but put listen, me in a box but listen the reason definitions are important is because you don't understand words how dare you you don't know what quintessential means you are thinking it has nothing to do with no, five listen, no it doesn't because i am saying <laughs> it has nothing to do no, with five because i'm saying it's quintessential <laughs> what are quintuplets listen <laughs> i thought quintuplets was five kids <laughs> Oh wow, I thought you were being serious. They are almost <laughs> professional level comedians. Well, good. Have mercy. Uh, listen, what I'm saying is, you think that I'm saying it's the best, it's the greatest, it's no. number one. That's what you've said each time, though. But you've no, used those I've words. used the word quintessential where you're like, this is the game to tell you what negotiation is. It is. And here's why. Because the definition is literally. We've spent a lot of time on this game. Most typical example of the class. 
Moving on. No, 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 no. You're Project wrong. Elite. No, I'm not talking about Project Elite. No, I'm not wrong. I don't, you know what? You think you control. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> you're not the me. boss of this explain conversation. I don't have I'm to wrong. have this discussion. <laughs> explain me why. I don't, I don't have to tell you nothing. In your opinion, this is quintessential. No, no, I'm not saying that in my opinion. Oh, you don't even get it. Don't even get it. Listen, when essential does not mean that it's Next. the best. It means I that didn't it say is. That. Oh, I know, but, but you're saying that Catan is the most quintessential. I did not say that. I said it's probably more quintessential now, than why? this game. Why? Because. Why? Because. Why? I don't have to tell you. <laughs> you don't awesome know. So you awesome anyway, so to yeah, our listeners, Bob. with all of our, our play it, gotta play it. Just so that, just to make sure that everybody understands. You got my mic on. Yeah, yes, you're recording. Don't worry. <laughs> because you have this. Even though you're leaning in and out and unaware. No, no, I'm up against the mic. I'm rubbing up against this mic. <laughs> Why are you rubbing up against it? <laughs> because I'm three makers marks in. Hey, wait, wait. Hold on just a second. Hey, Trevor Franklin here. This is literally the fourth time I've tried to do this, um, <laughs> and I've hated every single one. I'm doing this because Gobby was begging on Facebook. I was not. And I wanted to congratulate you. Thank you. See, in the first recording, I mentioned how me and my friend also do a podcast. We hit 150 episodes at the end of last year. And I was going to say something about how I know how that's an accomplishment just to stick with anything for that long. Um, you know, it took us five years to get there. You guys have have powered through quicker. So, but I don't want to talk about that because it's just self-serving. Uh, see, the second time I recorded this, I said something about, I think what makes the show so great is your friendship. And even though Jerry is just <laughs> oh, bashing Gobby and just mm-hmm. bringing him to the edge of just I heard that. wanting to break down okay. every episode. Will you quit interrupting that That's him? actually part of what makes the show so great. But I don't really want to talk about that because that paints Jerry in a bad light. And I, and I don't mean to. He's a jerk. So here I am on my fourth attempt. And I don't really know what to say, except seriously. Uh, your podcast is just one of the bright parts of my day, my commute. That's what I'm talking about. Um, it's a sad life. I seriously hope you do 150 more if you can if you can stand it. And you are one of two podcasts that I listen to religiously. And out of respect for you and just common human decency, I won't mention that the other one involves delicious toes or an angry Brit. Um, <laughs> but thank you, seriously. I love your show, and I just hope you keep it up. And I just hope you do what makes you happy, because that's what makes the best episodes. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Even though you're part of a network now, you still have that independent spirit. And I think that is the key to your um, awesomeness. We'll go with that. This one's terrible, too. I'm not recording another one. I'm I'm just not going to do it. I'm not. I'm not. I take back everything bad I've ever said about Trevor's because Trevor's is one of He's those sage, things. man. That's some sage. That's words. some sage stuff. So we are a part of the Gateway Network, which is probably a network that won't be around much longer. I, I just like the fact that it's called Gateway Network because every time you say Gateway, I think of the Gateway Drugs. I think of the computer. I think of Gateway oh, Drugs. Think of the some drugs. marijuana <laughs> so, of so networks. What? Every time I say, "Well, this is what Gateway Network," I'm thinking, "So where is this, this leading me to?" First of all, Trevor, uh, you cool. broke the sixty second rule. But, like he two it, minutes. but he did it with such eloquence. Why are you being such a? Why are you and so yeah, you see, you're always riding me, just like angry. Trevor said, riding me like a mule. But I like the Trevor. Trevor had a couple takes. Yeah, it seemed ass. like he just put all the <laughs> takes together. <laughs> you dig on me, a jackass? He <laughs> didn't say that. I am sure-footed. 
You are sure-footed. sure-footed. You are sure-footed. You can hop on my back. I'll carry you down the Did Grand Canyon. Did I just Canyon. say that Moonraker's a great game? Moonraker. Yes. Like a booterol in the Isn't Grand that a Canyon. James Bond film? Moonraker. Moonraker. Yes, Moonraker's is a James Bond film. I would like to say, you know, that game won awards in 2020, right? Like, it's on the top. It's the top. It's the third best board game of 2020. It won the best component of 2020. I don't know. And best then it components? It, it, it's it cards and made the coins. Best components of but the I'm artwork just telling, is I'm, nice. I'm though. just telling what I just read about it. Is, is so that it won awards and everything. Bubba's saying, don't kill the messenger. <laughs> I just read it. That's all I'm saying. I just read it. It's cards. But it's, it's cards but, in a little plastic ship. I was thinking, they spent all their money on them coins and not so much money on them little mini ships. Well, no, yeah, because but the, the art- coins are essential. You are hitting it today. Uh, you are hitting it today. Sir. So, what else do you want to talk about? Yeah, what's on you're really uh, you've upset. I'm gonna be right. I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't go ahead. You've upset me I, because what's you're pig headed. What's new? Does it get? What do you mean? I'm pig headed. Enrique, ear infection, pussy. <laughs> I'm just saying. You've upset me. In your brass. I hope Enrique doesn't uh, 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 suffer from claustrophobia from uh, now on because uh, uh. of your ears and claws and cat jokes and puns. Um, hey, how about this? How about another one? Huh? Another pun? Hey, snobs. Congratulations on 150 episodes. This is Jim Crimmins. Um, I'm going to blame Dan Hughes and Sporadically Bored for bringing you to my life, but it's all good. Um, thank you guys for Circadians. That's an excellent recommendation. Circadians First Light. Everyone should try that one out. Um, and uh, raise a glass of your favorite spirit, bourbon right. preferably, um, to another 150. Casper. Keep it going. And obviously, long live the armadillo. And um, we yes. need more Cowbell and yes. Enrique. More Enrique. Nobody needs more Enrique. More Jim Krim. He tags us all the time on Twitter. Thank you very much, Jim Krim. Boom, boom. Jim Crimmins. I think I just emailed Jim Crimmins, didn't I? I think I did. Or I responded to him on Facebook about painting. Oh, yeah, Jim. So, Jim, let me say this. Jim, where's Jim? That's if you know where that, uh, what show I'm talking about. The office. Everybody's looking for Jim. Where's Jim? He's married to Pam. He ran off. Brad with Pitt. Rashida Jones for just a second, but then he came back to Pam. Be realistic. But he should have stayed with Rashida Jones. I <laughs> no, I'm Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. Team Rashida. Bubba, tell me right now. Rashida Jones, Pam. It's got a, it's Quincy Jones' daughter. It's got to go Rashida. That's Quincy Jones' yeah, daughter. That is daughter. Quincy Jones' daughter. That's his daughter. You know that? I didn't know that. That's his daughter, yeah. Rashida. Board game stars at Gmail. <laughs> I think that's a no. We are <laughs> Team Rashida. Yeah. Um, Jim. Jim emailed me, or no, he was Facebook. What happens on Facebook? You post a thread. He asked about painting miniatures, and I referred him to the board gaming miniature noobs group about painting because I've been painting a lot lately. And I am going to do a YouTube video regarding. Some painting that I'm going to be doing for Mr. Brian Aldrich. Aldrich emailed me yesterday and asked me. Of Superboard Sunday. Part of the Gateway Network. The (laughs) Marijuana of Networks. (laughs) Asked me to paint his scythe miniatures. Which I said, of course I will. Um, Because my scythe miniatures, I painted them back in the day. And they're okay. 
but I've always regretted painting them. I thought I could do a better job, and I want to do a better job for Brian. So I'm going to YouTube, make a YouTube video regarding the painting of these miniatures. Just because I've always wanted to make a YouTube video. I'm going to do it. Or in line, that's dope. That Dope. That's dope. I like that. With the whole gateway thing. That's good. That's good. Is dope still a like, cool word? Dope well, is Bubba still, said it, dope so it's is still cool. A kill. Yes, it's dope is still a cool word. DMX died. He was dope. And he's still dope. Yeah. Even though 1994, when Bad yeah. Boys 2 came out. <laughs> That was the much later, though. He did yeah. the soundtrack. To yeah. That, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. I have a poem. Go ahead. I wrote you a poem. You told me you Oh, wrote you did say that. Poem. You said you wrote a poem. I wrote a poem. I, 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 I want to say I laughed at you. I laughed at you, and I'm sorry. Well, because I, when you well, said it, I thought it was in the joke. Did you write a poem or a lyric? I wrote, I don't know. Okay. Let's I wrote hear it. words okay, that rhyme. I'm ready for this. Is it a haiku? Well, no, it's long. Wait a minute. So that the fans will know that Bubba is actually a poet. Bubba writes poetry as. Just hobby. I don't know really? what pentameter oh, this is in. I don't know. This is a one, two, three pentameter. I don't know. <laughs> pentameter. Um, I, I, I'm going to in post set this to Angels by Sarah McLaughlin. Just saying. Oh, wow. In the arms of angels. You keep singing that, and I want to read this poem, okay? I don't know the rest of the world. So this is a poem I have dedicated to the 150th episode of the Board Game Snobs. And prepare for some emotional music. You're going to be crying by the end of this. Okay? I'm ready. I'm ready I have emotions. What are tears? Okay, now don't interrupt me. No, don't. Okay? Silence in all in sectors. Fact, I'm Cut sure. the mics. Cut the mics. Are you ready? Ready. Hi, I'm Gabby from the Board Game Snobs. A dumb podcast about as mentally nutritious as corn on the cob. I recorded my friend Jerry, sometimes Enrique, Chardet, and Bubba. For the golden geek, we'll probably always get a snubba. <laughs> we discuss games, puns, animal groupings, anything under the sun. We laugh and carry on, because here is where we like to have fun. We aren't very famous, or get that many downloads. Probably because... Once we start talking, we go down too many roads. But I do this out of love and the many friendships. Even when Enrique shaves his chest hair into ridiculous Batman nips. Jerry is usually mean and treats me without empathy. But that's okay, because I know deep down he still loves me. I'm fat and bald and like to laugh. Otherwise, I'm depressed. Did you know a tower is a group name for giraffes? This poem has gone on too long and is losing its flow. Time to roll out of here like the three-banded armadillo. Okay, can do the finger clapping. Finger clap. Finger snap. Finger snap. Thank you. That was that was fantastic. That was the most artistic thing you've ever done. They are almost professional level comedians. It was good, Gabby. It was good, man. I'm gonna say this. Um. So, like, that came from the heart. That did, man. Oh, that yeah. was deep. Real talk right there. I can't believe that you would do something <laughs> so deep. <laughs> I, felt, I felt emotional about it. I hadn't even drank anything. Oh, but you eat a lot of nachos. I do, and that generally indicates a sh- very shallow person. Really? Yes, because nachos to me is the most shallow of. Well, it is. It's more of a collection. It's like one of these things where you just put cheese on stuff. 
And I mean, you can put cheese on almost anything. My wife put cheeses, cheeses on peanut butter sandwiches. Ooh, mm. interesting. Uh, I highly suggest it. I poo-hawed it. Poo-haw is a term that no, most no. fancy people use to say that you don't like something. She does it quite often, and she really likes it. Just add cheese to things randomly? I added cheese to my peanut butter sandwich last night. Fun fact, I enjoyed it. What kind of cheese? Uh, we and our family buy mainly Colby. So there's two cheeses that I like. I like Colby. Well, no, I mean, I like all Colby cheese. Jack? Colby. No, just Colby. Oh, okay. I know. Like, most people buy Colby Jack. Oh. Jack. I like Munster. I like Munster. You do like Munster? I do. Yes. <laughs> I did not know that about either of you. Munster is a white cheese. Queso bros. It is. It's good queso. And plus, it makes a very nice. It's not as sharp as sharp cheddar because sharp cheddar is pretentious. What's your favorite cheese? Marike, because you ate uh, grilled cheese your entire life. That's all you would eat. Velveeta, I'm guessing. That I would know my cheeses. I know, but what cheese do you like the best? You had to just pick a cheese. You got cheddar. You got Velveeta. You got mozzarella. American cheese. American, American cheese. Oh, oh, oh my no. god! What no. a name. That's an American answer, by the way. I can't. I can't. I remember eating an English Stilton cheese. English Stilton has mold in it. It is incredibly rancid. But that level of sharpness just opened my eyes to like, cheese can be awesome. You must eat designer cheese. Designer, <laughs> designer, designer cheese. Designer Here's what you do. Get you some brie and some puff pastry. What about Puff Daddy? Ruh a DMX, R.I.P. Right. I don't know why I thought Puff Daddy would be sad about DMX. I just assumed. Are they on the East Coast, West Coast? I mean, I mean, he just is that money still together. is that still going on? Not really. That's not really. I would really. think so. I mean, not really. We're all one cast. But if you take puff pastry and brie cheese <laughs> and almonds and uh, cranberries, put them together and make them, it's excellent. Uh, you were going to talk about Project Elite, and, that, and previously I was completely against it. I am now, strangely, now that I have finished my drink, I am for it. <laughs> You're for nice. Project Elite. Project Elite is a gift. Talking about it? I'll explain it. You roll dice and you fight aliens. I bought this game, the second edition of Project Elite, for Gobby's 20th anniversary like two years ago. How long have you been married it's, now? Uh, this is, we got married in 98. That's a long time. It's so 2018 was 20 years. We are in 19, 20, 20, 20, 23 years. It took like two years for this game to get produced. But anyways, me and Gobby played back in 2016, 2017. We played Project Elite with Enrique. We really liked it. And then the designer of it, like, I guess, sold the rice to Simon. There was a Kickstarter. Come on. I bought the game for Gobby for his anniversary. It finally came in. I'm going to paint it. Appreciate that about you. I am gonna print. I am gonna paint it for you. I know you will, because we are friends, best friends. I'm sorry I yelled about you about Moonraker, but you're ignorant. You're dumb. And you're a jerk. <laughs> and it's okay. You don't understand. We understand each other because and you don't have feelings that I you can empathize towards me, and I understand that. Very sad but that I, I fat shame you. That deep down, I am fatness, Everdeen. <laughs> you I understand are not that. fat. You are plump. <laughs> you're not fat. 
Fluffy. I want you to lose weight so that you can live for a long time. I'm because hoping the, if, Armageddon just wipes everybody if out. If you <laughs> died of a heart attack here, it would devastate me. <laughs> like, yeah. what would we do with the podcast? Yeah, I can't even get Enrique he, to he banter. Can't rely on me. He I doesn't can't know rely cheese. On I'm not a bantering <laughs> Bubba's a superhero. He fights crime Bubba's. at night. He's too busy saving <laughs> the world. You got to throw that out there. Bubba's so, too busy saving the world. The uh, fact uh, is, is that he flew in from Maryland to be on this podcast. You he did. He literally did. Thankful. And boy, are his arms tired. <laughs> they are almost professional level comedians. <laughs> We're going to burn that into the ground. Uh, I asked Richard for that soundbite, and he graciously gave it to us. We're not wizards. Hey, Richard Simpson, we're not wizards. Started season six. Listen. I am so sad that Richard disclosed to us that his podcast is not as popular as it should be. Oh, Richard. The fact is, is that Richard is probably one of the best interviewers in podcasting in terms not, I mean, he's no Joe Rogan. But board games, he's great. I don't know why. I I came across Richard Simpson back in the day when I was listening to the Designer of Nations, one of my an excellent board game. It killed through the ages for me. He was uh, interviewing, and the guy's got a very um, Swedish name. I can't remember his name, the designer. But he was interviewing this gentleman, and that's how I came across Richard. He did a wonderful interview, and I just was as I was listening to this interview, I thought, "This Richard guy, I don't know who he is, but he's great. Like he's just very low key. He asks he good is. questions. He lets people talk. He's exactly what you want in an interviewer. He's just very welcoming. He cracks jokes. He puts you at ease. He's, he's a great he's, guy. He's fascinating. And I thought, well, great sense of humor. And so I got caught up in the We're Not Wizards we love you, Richard. interview. And I just thought that Richard is great. And he's if there's somebody that I could peg that should be bigger in the board game community, it's Richard it's Simpson. Us. Oh. Uh, oh, us. Us. <laughs> us. And then Richard Simpson followed by Mike Delicious Toes. Although, oh, he's already on the Dice Tower. This, is I, he? I want to... <laughs> who? The what? Uh, I did want to say many thanks to Dan Hughes, who actually, he has been shouting our praise and touting us from a long time ago. And before I knew Dan, he was talking about us. Boo Dan. Boo Dan. Dan. But we're not booing Dan right now. But Dan, did, Dan, Dan is now a designer, so he's different. He's he not me. He is in the upper echelons now. He may not acknowledge I us. I wonder what it must be like to be that creative. To be able I don't know. to not only make... How do you come up with a game? Well, the How thing- do you possibly do that? The only thing I can think of... Po- okay. So, we've gotten many emails from... Not me. From kick- we get emails from Kickstarter people. And they're like, can we come on your podcast? I'm like, we, I, I we don't, don't I, do that. We don't really do the whole just interview Kickstarter people. We don't people. like people. <laughs> Jerry doesn't like people. I'm always willing to talk. But also... This is the thing with Kickstarter people. They're like super interested in you, but as soon as they do what they want, then they just drop you. I got you. You're and we don't dead like to me. We're not one night stand up. You're, you're the, <laughs> I, I want a serial monogamy right relationship. That's right. If if I know, that's why I have we have a relationship with Richard because we're friends with him. Dick Dan, Simpson, Mike, Dick Simpson. Uh, now Matthew, Matthew. I hope we're best friends. Matthew. I'm going to say this, Liz, Matthew Simpson, Matthew Simpson. <laughs> 
Go ahead. <laughs> Who is Matthew Simpson, Jerry? Go ahead. It's if we're you're talking about, the, you're talking about British Matthew, right? And Matthew Jude Matthew. had a baby. That would be Matthew. 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 I call him Lord Matthew. That's I know. That's what freaked me out. We were playing the game here earlier, and Bubba said something about Lord Matthew, and I was like, "Who are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> you're yeah. talking about Matthew Jude? Yeah. Go ahead Matt- about Simpson. Matthew Jude." He is gorgeous and hilarious and should be the most famous person in board gaming. Uh, maybe. Even though he doesn't like Snickers. He doesn't like Snickers. I ate a zero bar the other day just in yes. honor of him. In honor of Sergio. I, I would like to say the White Hershey's chocolate is, is pretty up there, too. But Why do you like White Hershey's chocolate? White chocolate, eh? It's white chocolate, dude. I mean, it's like, it's so sweet. let me ask you this. There is no difference. What is your favorite candy bar? Don't have one. You sh- no, you do. I do. I don't. That's really. ridiculous. No, if I go do. to it, no, no, I'm done. It's ridiculous. Enrique, very honest. I will go get a Carmelo one day. Uh, uh, or, or um, Carmelo what? Anthony. Not well. You know, <laughs> ten years ago, he was high. I sure. Him down. He's still a top ten player. Uh, but uh, uh, I sometimes get a Snickers. You know me, man. I mean, it's good. I, I have no different Kit Kat bars. I fell in love with those for a while. Okay. Oh, God. Kit Kat bars overrated. Are overrated. Uh, overrated. Enrique. 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 You can lick them what into a different form. <laughs> what? 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 It's that what? good. What? You can do what? You can lick the chocolate and then keep the wafer for later. later. Why would you do that? It's nasty, but it works, man. You don't want you can't do that. You, you can't. You can't. You can't What's do wrong, that with a Snickers bar or any other Enrique, bar. Enrique, favorite candy bar. Favorite candy bar. That's what he said. I did. I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what people always do to buy it. more time. You got to think Enrique, about it. Enrique, answer immediately. Favorite candy bar. Buy mm, time. Favorite candy bar, you say? How <laughs> <laughs> dare you ask me this question? It allows me to get a couple of seconds in. Okay. Uh, my favorite candy bar, Snickers. Bam. Done. Snickers is good, but I must say, as much as I hate cleaning it out of my teeth, man, Butterfingers are good. Butterfingers are good. I ain't had Butterfingers in a while. They're just uh, you know that what? Simpson thing where yeah. Mark Simpson would do, you better not let mm-hmm. finger on my Butterfinger. They're good. That was a they got great. Whoever who, who came out with that ad deserves a lot of money. And why butter? Do they use a lot of butter? I don't know. Uh, it's like peanut butter. I'm peanut thinking. Butter? Rinke, do you have a favorite? Do you have a uh, favorite? Dark chocolate Hershey's. Mm. A dark chocolate. Boy, that's interesting. Weird. That's, that's it. Like seventy percent cacao. What are you doing? Thirty percent cacao. Forty percent cacao. What kind of per- what, what percentage cacao are we talking? <laughs> they are almost the professional real. level comedians. Answer the question, man. God. How much cacao? How much cacao? Tell me now. He was beat, serious, man. You're beating up on him. He goes, more <laughs> Enrique, that's called a verbal assault. That's what just oh, happened to you. <laughs> have you ever <laughs> eaten raw chocolate? I made the mistake of once buying raw chocolate, oh, putting it on vanilla. There's no sugar in it. No. It's very no, you, what's the word? It. Tart. tart. It's super tart. 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 Yeah, tart. A bitter. Gooey. Say, Who are you? <laughs> okay, uh, so just for the record, minus Snickers, Jerry's is what? Butterfinger. Better not lay butterfinger. Jerry's is butterfinger. butterfinger. That's interesting. Okay. I really My second would be payday. Oh, payday. I tell you what. I, I gotta have it with something. Those hundred grands yeah. are awesome. Yeah. Okay. Enrique. Enrique, what's your second favorite? Uh, Reese's. Reese's is a solid Re- choice. Reese's technically you, is not a candy bar. But you've got can you got chocolate in my peanut butter, but this peanut butter isn't it's a, a candy bar. It's a it's cup. A cup. <laughs> it's a cup. It's a cup. You're talking about cups. 
Now we're into cups. There's no other cup besides, but besides Reese's. Bam, bam, Are there cup. any other cups? Uh, there's no other cups. Are Kisses cups? No, no they're Kisses. kisses. No. They're, drops. Yeah. they're drops. They're drops. Which Bubba? is just really just white chocolate. What are you going to go with? Uh, did I actually don't know. I was sitting there thinking about it. You need to declare. I, mean, I do. We I have will, to have an official. My second, second one is uh, Hershey's white chocolate. Hershey's oh. white chocolate? That's so Almond weird. Joy. So, oh, my God. Oh, nobody. No, do, no, nobody. Nobody no. ever no. said Almond, Almond Joy. Almond <laughs> Joy. Nobody likes God coconut. Right about that. I don't know any <laughs> single person who likes Almond Joy. What? I don't. No. Do you really? No. No, no Jerry. No. You're a freak. If I was, no. On, no. If I was on a deserted island with Gilligan, no. I would be like, you know what? This coconut. Coconut's oh a natural God. accident. I it hate coconut. Up. I don't even think, I don't even think they have real coconut. I don't think there's been a real coconut on an almond for <laughs> <for> like <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> I like the fact that they were so pretentious that they went, that somebody had this conversation. They said, you know what? We should have another candy bar that doesn't have the almond. And they said, you know what? We should probably do another one that has no almond because somebody might be allergic to nuts. Who thought of that? Nobody on this planet of Earth eats mounds. Nobody. <laughs> and if you eat mounds, you are a weak bloodline. I have said that. Moonrakers is quintessential. Mounds has the almonds. <laughs> Almond right? Joy has the blue one. Almond Joy has the the almonds. Mounds no. has no almonds. What causes the mounds? I don't know. I would think there would be a hill caused by the almond. That confuses me. Why mounds? Why? I really think it's mounds has the almond almonds. Joy has nuts. Mounds. Uh, wait, 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 wait. It's in the name, isn't it? Yes, it's in the name. <laughs> almond Joy. Okay. Hence almond the definition. <laughs> Let me look it up on so the Well, if you take almond, the almonds and just take the AL, you just get mounds. Mounds. Mounds Joy. Oh, that's what they do. Are you the kidding joy. me? That's what that means. I'm, I'm assuming that's the only thing that makes sense. If you take the AL out of take all the, the joy almonds, and lose mounds. the joy, you mounds just have mounds. Lose I've your joy. Learned, have mounds? I today I learned. <laughs> I have this day T-I-L. T-I-L. You know, somebody go look for it the up Reddit like, crowd. Wow. For the Reddit crowd. Hey. This hey, is what we have, Bubba. For people that listen to the show, hey, post us on Reddit. Because the only people that get posted on Reddit seem to be shut up and sit down and uh, no pun included and nobody else gets on nobody there. Nobody likes down. any of Why them not? people. They, uh, if you post anything ever about any other podcast, you get booted. I got booted. I got banned from Reddit. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna blame anybody because it's my fault. The reason why I don't get on stuff like Reddit and Parler and stuff like that, dude. That's any when you have an open platform, you got to realize it's open. Yeah, it's not like secure. It. Lots of crazy people. Like it. It's like, well, it's not just. The, it's not the nature of the people. It's the security of the site. I mean, if you put anything on there, and you may think, oh, I don't do anything. You, you, oh, go on the open site. You can find out so much information about a person. Really? That's true. Yeah, dude. Just so much. From traffic to everything else. Yeah. Traffic. Traffic. Yeah, that's where, a where great all show. Where all do you go to? What do you, oh, it's a movie, too. Hey, where wait, 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 to, wait, so. wait. Oh, we going to talk about the other game wait. before we head out? My name is oh. Sam Rulo. I'm from Quebec, Canada. Quebec. Oh. And uh, my Where's favorite that? game is Guards of Atlantis. Guards of Atlantis. Uh... I don't think you've heard of it. No, so I not So I'll say that my previous favorite favorite game was uh, a Game of Thrones, the board game. Oh, oh I love Jerry you. Sam. Um, right I really enjoy your show, and uh, congrats on reaching episode 150. And I hope we get a lot more of these. Sam. Keep up your good work. 
Bye. Quebec. Sam, my Canadian brother, That's listen right. to me. I love that French accent. My wife, my wife, if she heard him speak, she might would leave me and search him out because she, she, like she freaking loves the French she accent. The French stuff, she loves the French what? accent. Sam, buy Moonrakers. <laughs> Sam, listen to me. I hear it's the quintessential <laughs> game of negotiation of all I've time. I've always wanted to go to Quebec. Because I don't know what Canada looks like. Let me. Oh, I'll tell white. You this. No, it's I'll tell you all this. white. I was going People? to Virgin. That too. That, and snow. No, Virgin River. That that one on Netflix. My wife loves that Netflix show, Virgin River. Never I was heard going of it. To surprise her, I booked an Airbnb on the island that they shoot the movie in because it is absolutely gorgeous in Canada. Wow. And so I wanted to go. Was was going to get a car. Canada will not let you in. And I went to the end, they will not let you in because of COVID. But it is beautiful. Are there black people in, COVID yes. in Canada? There's tons of them. Really? Yes. Where are they? Tons at? of black people. Where are they? At? Well, first of all, Drake is black. But, Drake, but, but Drake's uh, Canadian? Yes. Definitely <laughs> Canadian. But no, there's a ton of black people from Canada. Like a Canadian. But I'll tell you two reasons why. One, because, you know, black people, <laughs> they go everywhere. What does that mean? Oh, you know how Canadian dances? No, I don't. Well, Canadian club? That sounds and racist. And then two, when you, Canadians the, that way. Uh, when you had the. Uh, Just freedom. imagine. Just imagine Rodney Smith dancing. Oh, no. <laughs> no. The end of the uh, the Underground Railroad was actually in Canada. It was. So a lot of people went to Canada. I want to. The caboose, uh, so to say. That's right. My wife recently, and I'm going to bring this up. She, my wife experienced what many people would refer to as a Karen here lately. My wife is the most rule-following you kind of know her, Bubba. You know she doesn't do anything wrong, like like in terms of rules. It's she just, married you. <laughs> big mistake. I am the love of her life. <laughs> How? You know why? How because did you woo her, woo her when you can't show love to me? I listen. And Do I you? am also a thorough and tender lover. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to just go on. So oh. That is a known fact. People see me and they know that guy in the khakis, yeah, basic haircut, the button up shirt, <laughs> the button up shirt. He is a guy of stability. He has a 401k <laughs> insurance. And you know what? And that he's, makes a sexy he's man. He's probably yeah. invested in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> he is a guy. But you're not. I, uh, it's Ripple. <laughs> so anyways, so she was going into Walmart. And so she doesn't actually go into Walmart. She does the order ahead and pick up because she does not like the coronavirus thing, she doesn't want to take a risk. It's just one of those nice things that you do. You just pick up. So she's been doing that for years. She goes to a different Walmart. She always goes to Paris, Texas. This time she decides to go to a different Walmart just because of it just happens to work out that way. She goes in to pull into this parking spot, and she doesn't realize that apparently she's cutting off another driver. Oh, snap. So this other driver doesn't indicate to her that she's about to cut them off because it's a different Walmart. There's a line, apparently. The person who's already parked gets out of her car, stands in front of my wife's vehicle, stops her, and then walks up to her driver's side window and proceeds to explain to her that she is cutting in line. My wife, of course, goes, oh, I didn't know there was a line. I'm sorry. I'll go back to the line. That's just what she does. No brainer. Yeah. No brainer. No this confrontation. Person, 
starts griping at her about the fact, like doesn't believe her, thinks that she was intentionally trying to do this. And so my wife is devastated by this because she's not like me because I will freak out on somebody. I'm sorry. I dare to say something's not quintessential. That's not quintessential. Look, I am the quintessential Walmart (laughs) shopper. Leave me alone. And the fact that my my wife goes to Walmart, that's fine. Because here in the South, we all go to Walmart. Everybody does. We don't have a Target. Yes, lady. That's for rich people. That's for fancy people. (laughs) I like Target, man. I I love Target, but it's for rich people. These pants are from Target. Have you noticed my charcoal (laughs) brown khakis? I know, but now you say uh, it. Chocolate brown. Mm. Uh, I have to to point out that Enrique is wearing a sleeveless shirt. Gabby is wearing a normal Hanes white undershirt. And me and Bubba are wearing button-up shirts from Target. (laughs) Very nice. Anyways, my point being... Is that my wife, three days later, is still upset about this woman approaching her, berating her, and not believing that she was not trying to break the standard rules. Yeah. So, my wife previously has said, don't refer to anybody as a Karen, Mm -hmm. because that's, like, insulting. You're taking a name and you're co-opering it. Because what if it was an Enrique? What if we started referring to everybody who had a poor opinion about board games as an Enrique? Mm -hmm. That's something we should so start. By the way, um, what an Enrique! What an Enrique! It just sounds. It sounds so. You shouldn't turn somebody's name into an adjective, though. Exactly. Yeah, I got you. That's what I mean. An adjective. You know, That's Enrique is Spanish for Henry. By the way, yes. you are Henry. Yes. I Do you prefer Enrique, or would you rather be called Henry? <laughs> it works. What would that mean? Or Hank? What would be amongst yeah. the many yeah, names that you've given me? We I never juniors. understood the choice of Henry and Hank. Whatever. I never explained. I ain't got time for two syllables. <laughs> I used to call Enrique Toast. Mm-hmm. I think I explained this once. Because Enrique, I told him one time about, because you okay, fun fact. Enrique used to just eat grilled cheese sandwiches. That's all he would eat. Okay. Yeah, like that's all he So he would put toast in the toaster. And one time his toaster got stuck, and he stuck his hand into a toaster <laughs> to get I, toast, I to clean toast. it out. After it had been cooked, and it burnt lines across his hands. <laughs> so I started calling him Toast, toast. for the That's longest time. Move. It never caught on. I, I'm the only person that called him Toast. <laughs> I actually told people to call him Toast. It no, wouldn't didn't. stick. I'm afraid that sometimes I come up with nicknames that don't stick. Bubba... On the other hand, has kept the nickname Bubba for 36 years. Yeah, How is that possible? Well, but so you have. I'll tell you this: some a lot of people don't know. One, my name is really Stanley is my brother's name, right? So, and it was my father's name. Right. So, when you do that, you are, you are, you are endowed with a, a secondary name that becomes yours. So, Bubba is saying every family in the South has a Bubba, by the way, right? Just the way it goes. I used and, to be a Bubba. Yeah, and I then, shook it too. Uh, in high school. High school primarily, my name got shortened from Bubba to just B. And B. I was just B. What's up, B? And they would go, what up, B? And I'd be like, what up, man? And but, it was just B. But we and call so, you Bubs. Every, yeah, my I wife, mean, everybody does My wife calls you Bubs. Yeah, everybody does a little different, so it's just what it is. I, I asked this in a previous podcast, but is that a, like a, a Southern thing, an American it thing a, to it, just... It's a Southern thing. It's not a Northern thing. To name people to nicknames. Yeah. Well, I think it, everybody names each other's nickname, but in, in the South... Two syllables or less, it's by what you, you know, that's that's probably what it is. Because, you you know, it's just the way it Because, I mean, my name is Gabrielle. I'm Gabby. Gabby. Yeah, my it's wife. Always You're Jeremiah. You're no, Jerry. I'm Jerry. I'm just Jerry. <laughs> my Jerry. dad was Jeremiah. Jeremiah. 
Now my dad was Jerry. Cold burn yeah. Baker the third. No, that's not. see the thing is is that what's interesting is that like you never finished your wife story by the way. Yeah, well no, she's just still devastated okay. by this Karen. There's nothing else to say, and I just want to know if that Karen is a listener. No, it's it's interesting that Bubba like his name. Like I'm a junior as well. My dad was a Jerry, and there are apparently other Jerry's in the family. But my grandpa was Howard. Howard, Howie, Howard. Yes, he was a raging alcoholic. Oh, uh, my fun, man! Fun fact. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, what does raging alcoholic mean? Uh, alcoholic implies one thing. What does raging, raging alcoholic mean? Means that you do it every day. I think. I don't think we've ever discussed what Bubba is to the podcast, have we? What do you mean? I, I don't know what I am. Like he's the executive producer. Occasional guest. <laughs> you started off that started way off a long way, time but, ago, but but Gabby's skill has far exceeded mine. That's what I say because Bubba part started out as the one that was like doing the the filtering and all that stuff right. with the podcast. But, but Bubba introduced Gabby's me to professional. you. That's true. Yes, Gabby, I'm yes. pointing at oh, you. Oh, I guess for episode 150, sure, let's do this. You want to do an origin story? Origin story. Well, Bubba said that Not the told me story. one day when, a whole I different was show. Sh- when I was showing Enrique <laughs> how to play coup. Let's do the orgy story. <laughs> they are almost <laughs> professional level comedians. What? Who is this? Uh, Enrique, I showed, I showed Enrique how to play coup, which is oh. a great game. Bubba decided to say, like, I, I know somebody who plays board games like you. I'm like, who is it? And he said, it was this fat Chilean guy. And I was like, you shouldn't refer to him as fat. Why do you dare refer to somebody's body like that has any worth to them? Like, don't do that, Bubba. And Bubba was like, you're right, Jerry. <laughs> I'm sure. You have amazing recall of that conversation. <laughs> yes. Word for Eight word. years ago, nine years ago, everyone. Was very long time ago. So Bubba introduced me And ever me since then, I've been fatness ever, James. Right. And Bubba's, Bubba's like godfather of my children. That's how much respect I have for Bubba. And that doesn't shame you any. No, I don't like children. Because you, do, you hate kids. I don't I think do. people know that, that you and your wife hate children. <laughs> <laughs> and I understand this. And I oh, so literally when me and my wife I love kids. Just don't want them. Like when me and my wife That's why I got thinking, a uh, vaccination. Me and my wife were thinking. <laughs> the one. We were thinking who should raise our kids. We thought should it be Bubba, who is like, you know, reasonable, <laughs> smart, smart, logical, logical, loving. or Gabby, who's <laughs> irrationally <laughs> emotional. I thought to myself, you know what? You know what? His wife balances Yeah, that's true. My that's wife true. would make up for my faults. Your wife is wonderful. She is. She must feel jilted. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. My wife does too. So it's okay. It's like there. Are, so in every marriage, there's someone who married up, and there's someone who married down. I'm not gonna say not married down. Just got suckered. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know who this guy was. I did. No, I did not know this. Did she enjoy carbohydrates? So <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's that. There's that. So Bubba is the executive producer of hey, the podcast. I will say this is like, like I don't just introduce people to people. I know people go, "Oh, hey, friends." But that's what you like to do. No, no. I mean, no. You stra- You have to know who you're, who's who's doing whom. Because you're going, you get, you get um, accused of, man. You put two people together, and then mm-hmm. it's like a 
bad origin story. That's true. I can't believe you introduced me to this guy. So hey, the so reason I bring this up. I don't up do that quite often. It's because 150 episodes in. It's which a big, is, this big is deal, a, man. This is 150 Three episodes. years. It's a big deal, dude. Actually, it's almost four years in September. Almost four. September. And one. There for a while, we were doing every other week or yeah. so. Yeah. So then we switched to once a week because you said it would be better if we did it once a week. I don't know why. People can't get enough of us. We can't get enough of us. We are just... People drink us in, is the way <laughs> no, I would I describe it. If it wasn't for Bubba, yeah, we would never have been introduced. I would never have, been, have ever thought about it. I never it. saw it that way, but all right. And so, yeah, it, that's, it's Bubba's fault. <laughs> Your and fault. I remember the first game we played together, and it was... Cosmic Encounter. Nope. You're wrong. Are I, you going to say Coup? Wasn't cool. Oh my god! I I, we've had this discussion. Remember, you know, came over. I, you came over to Hugo. No, right? no, 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 no. I came to Gobby's house. I remember okay. Cosmic Encounter as our first to game Gobby's together. House and his wife and him were there, and they were in the kitchen, and we sat down, and he had a game set up, and he we played a game. Takanoko. Nope. We I've never played Takanoko. Oh. Fun fact. <laughs> we played a it's game that I absolutely fell in love with, and I realized Machikaro. Nope. Hated that game. I remember I fell asleep in your kitchen playing Marchicaro. I was actually asleep literally in your floor <laughs> yes. of playing Marchicaro. We played one game that is the number one game I play on BGA. It is the... Jaipur. Jaipur. Oh. Gobby wanted to play Jaipur. You came I, over and we played Jaipur? We played Jaipur. And then immediately after, about an hour later, other people showed up and we played Cosmic Encounter. Oh, okay. So the first game, like every I time, I, every time I have played probably... Well, that's before I even started drinking heavily. 400 games. <laughs> that's not good. I've played like 400 games of Jaipur on BGA. That was when my liver was at 100%. At 30%. And here's I don't the thing. remember that. Here's the thing. Every time I play Jaipur, I think this this, this is, was the this first is, time. This is the first game I ever played with Gabi. That's cool. Really? And it's, it's a weird thing. Aww. Every time I play See, it online some love, and bro. physical, I Aww. think. Some love, bro. This is the game I, that I met Gabi playing. And I remember him being super excited. I remember him teaching me this game. And then I remember the next game we played was Cosmic Encounter. And the first round of the game, I promised Gobby that we would <laughs> we would ally he and we would negotiate. And I, ba- I backstabbed him. And so it was like the quintessential. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, wait, wait, wait. As you describe the story. Hold on just a second. What are you stopping me for? Nothing. Hold on. What is this? Are we? Is this violating? Go ahead. No, I'm not violating copyright. Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, no, I, I know it's Sarah McLaughlin. Cut her off. Cut her off. Cut her off. This reminds me of so much. I can't stand Sarah McLaughlin. She you know, did that thing with the dogs. I know, and I cry every time. Yeah. Here's the thing with Sarah McLaughlin. Shut her off, because here's now here's the thing. So, of course, everybody should, like, have, you know, adopt a dog, you know. No. You shouldn't? I mean, you should if you can, but not everybody should. But, no, not everybody should. I'm a cat guy. But you should spay or neuter your pets, Bob Barker. Sure. Right. Because you should be vasectomy wise. Yes. (laughs) Okay, real quick. What, as me and Jerry have come to be best friends. Are we? As me and Jerry have become best friends. Right. Podcast host. Right. star. And uh, you have observed everything that's gone on. What do you think of the podcast and the things that I, have 
occurred because have, of the podcast. How many podcasts have, have you listened to? <laughs> the ones I'm in. You've not listened to saying. one. <laughs> you admit right now, I want it for the listeners. I don't think they believe me. You've never listened to one podcast. I actually have listened to at least one. Which one? The episode, I don't know. But you've listened Which one to was one. it? He's listened to one. He doesn't know. But he has one. Well, he didn't know the episode. Do you know what he talked about? Not, 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 so, not he comes to so he's not even okay. to his own episode. So Thank what, you. what do you think of the podcast and me and Jerry's friendship and everything above? Oh, with your friendship? Yes. Between you two? Right. It's great. It's, great. it's we- balanced. <laughs> yes. Mr. McLaughlin's turn her off. Go ahead, Enrique. What do you think about us? I'm a Madonna <laughs> fan. The quintessential <laughs> Basically, you're two friends who basically have opposite opinions, di- uh, likes, and just different tastes in we certain do. things. I'm but a chocolate guy. You, I am more of a van- even though I'm you savory. Are- you're sweet. Toast, man. Vanilla and chocolate yeah. chip or salty. You're salty. 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 <laughs> I'm a salty sucker. I'm a hamburger. <laughs> you like Pringles. I don't really like Pringles that I much. I like Pringles. Everybody Pringles likes because. Pringles, but nobody really likes Pringles. I love Pringles. Well, I no, hate having the, I don't like getting down point. to the it's bottom like, of the bag, and it's all just not. small chips. No, but Pringles, though, have the, those Hey, ridges. we're taking this from Enrique. Go oh, ahead, Enrique. Go ahead, Enrique. Go ahead, Enrique. Sorry, are you speaking? Uh, are we? Yes. What's the next yes. question? I no. want to know what you think <laughs> okay. the podcast should be like over the next 150 episodes. 150? 50 episodes? When yes. we get to 300, which is where Jay thinks we are right now. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I anticipate that. <laughs> okay. So, Enrique, the people love you. I don't know if you know this which or not. Which people? Uh, people man. Four of them. Four people love you. I would say the unique kind. The so, unique kind of cool. people. What do you enjoy about gaming with the board game snobs? Gaming with Please the board game snobs? Please build up our egos. Besides the fact that I saved you from a life of mediocrity. <laughs> Literally. Enrique. If he wasn't hey, here, he'd this. be playing Call of it's Duty this. right now. Let me explain something. No, this ain't. There you go. You're taking Enrique's spotlight. You're right. You're <laughs> I'm right. trying to shine but the light. I am no. not going to steal his sunshine. No, it's, go ahead, It's son. mainly the commentary because I am not a very, if everyone has realized by now, I'm not a very vocal per- person. I'm not a person who banters if i was by myself with other people who like to banter i'm usually just the quiet just kind of listening type of person so i kind of fit in with you guys just a little bit not a whole lot i just say my my things that i need to say and then it's good it's just it feels it feels right that was beautiful it feels right that was beautiful that's probably the most beautiful thing. <laughs> I get teared up just thinking about it. It's not because I've been searching Sarah McLaughlin. No, 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 don't do any more real, man. The thing is, is that Enrique. I have many names. Enrique's dad was like one day t- talking to me and was saying, like, Enrique plays video games a lot. I'd Which I like, love Enrique's dad, by the way. Enrique's dad, Mag. Magdaleno. Magdaleno is Mexican probably person of one color. Of the best people I know. <laughs> yeah. I rank that. people. He's up there. He top is. three. He Where is. am I? 
you're not top three. <laughs> <laughs> you are all, you're there. You're somewhere. That's why you said you're in a different category. How dare you? So it's like, you know, Ma- so Mag, who is Enrique's dad, which rhymes. Mm-hmm. Mag dad. Mag dad. Is, is like. We fought there in the Iraq war. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> they are um, almost professional level comedians. <laughs> but Mag, uh, <laughs> excuse me. There's no one does what board game snobs do better. They are almost professional level comedians. Okay. Thank you, Richard, for granting me access to your sound bites. I just always, it's so many different ways you could take that, by the way. Almost is like you're a failure, but you're, which is worse than truly failing. Or almost is like, man, they're pretty good considering they're not trained. I don't know what how to take that. I don't know. Anyways. Enrique plays a lot of video games. I'd like for him to do something different. And I was like, well, I have some board games. I might like try to entice him to, you know, do something different. And so just one day I brought Koo to Enrique and was like, let's play this game. And so me, Enrique, and another person played Koo. And we loved it. And it just expanded outward. And that experience, that one day, changed the trajectory. Trajectory is that is that a word? <laughs> trajectory. To try trajectory. Tra- I I have a speech impediment. Um, <laughs> and Bubba was like, "Look, I know somebody else that plays these board games." And he's like, "There's this fat Chilean truck driver <laughs> named We Gobby. call him Fatness Everyday." <laughs> <laughs> and then next thing I know, I remember calling Gobby on the phone. And I was talking. on SpongeBob SquarePants as Fatrick. Yeah, Patrick. I remember calling Gobby on the phone and talking to him and being like, so you play board games, blah, blah, blah. You don't remember this phone call because you have no memory. No. But I remember this phone that? call. You called me? I called you on the phone. Weird. Gobby gave me your phone number. and I, I called gave you my you. own phone number? God, no, Bubba <laughs> gave you your phone number. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know you. I'm getting confused because I'm looking at Bubba and talking to you <laughs> at the same time. Awesome. We are both people of color. People. I understand. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so that just worked out. And I just remember at that time, it was the time period where my dad had died. I was playing a lot of solo board R. gaming. R. And it was What's your dad's name? Jerry Baker. Jerry. <laughs> I, am, I am literally a junior. Oh, my goodness. And so that was a thing that like got me was like my dad had died. I was trying to play board games more to kind of like keep my mind. Like I had gotten out of board gaming. My dad had taught me chess and poker at such a young age. I don't remember learning it. Mm-hmm. And so I just one of the few things I remember is being like, you know, eight, eight years old. And he was eight years old. And sitting at the Anybody? fireplace. With, yeah, that's country, man. Tim McGraw, baby. Oh, no, Tim. About Tim McGraw. Yeah, uh, we, we would sit it in front of the fireplace and we would play chess. And I remember the first time I beat my dad at chess. It's a yeah. And it was like one of those things of like, oh, I've, I've leveled up. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things that when he passed away, I got into board gaming as a way of like, I think it was just a way of like being able to keep my mind off things, but at the same or staying time, connected to your father. Yeah, I think it was, and I, I started playing mainly solo games, and I never played with anybody else. So really, the first person that I played a board game with was in that time period was Enrique, 
And then Enrique, you know, through Bubba, led me to Gabi, which led to this cosmic encounter, which I would say, if you're a cosmic encounter fan, you should probably own Moonrakers. Um, there you go. So <laughs> I got you tied it in. Back in. Tied it in. Um, and that led to us one day, and I don't remember this conversation, but apparently it took place in 2017, around September, where we said we should do a podcast. And I'm like, I don't think we should do a podcast. Well, I I had... Yeah, he, I he, had you and dabbling. I had interest in a nerd podcast of my own. Mm-hmm. I had started Disagreeable Nerd. And Jerry was like, I want to do a board game podcast. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I like so to talk. So was board game stomps my idea? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Like, I, it's I, like podcasting uh, in general was discussed, but I think you're the one that like initiated the board game snobs. I know my wife come up with the name board game snobs because she used to always gripe about when I would come home from playing board games with Gobby, and I would say this game was not any good. <laughs> and she would say, well, y'all are just snobs. Y'all y'all yes, think that you're yes. better than everybody else. And you should get off your high horse. And I was like, listen, honey. Listen. Oh, I call her awesome honey. You call her honey? You're the queen listen, bee. Listen, woman. And where's your endo palace? I would sleep on the couch. <laughs> uh-huh. But anyways, long story short, she was the one that came up with the name board game Stomps. And which I, I kind of regret at this point. I do, because like, every time we mention it, she every time she listens to a podcast, she says, you do know I came up with that name. But <laughs> <laughs> put, put a TM on it. It's your trademark. That like, thing. Listen, TM in a circle. Listen, you should be on the show, and my wife won't be on the show. No, I, I, yeah, I don't now, see I, that I, happening. I think the podcasting was kind of just mutual, but like as far as like actually getting it set up and going, you started the <laughs> the now defunct Board Game Snobs website. Right, yeah. and I will say that the what the podcast, the website was a bad idea. The what the podcast, I screwed it up the first 20 episodes because I was so uptight until Gobby was the one that said, look. We, I mean, it was. It, it was wasn't like, the first 20. It was like the first 20. We get to that Inya episode. I think it's episode <laughs> 20 where Gobby says, look, and I remember this clearly. Gobby saying we should do it live. We should do a live podcast where whatever we say is just. Not live, just unscripted. Un- super unedited. Yeah, unscripted, so though. the first 20 episodes of the board game Sobs was Not always formatted. me being so uptight and we need to be like this and like this. And it was very sterile. Whereas Gabby said, no, we should just turn this on. Sterile just- Flynn, star of Robin Hood. And I love Errol. That's a great, <laughs> great show. I love Robin Hood. Robin Hood is amazing with Sterile uh, Flynn. Oh, my name is Montoya Salazar. <laughs> Killed my dad. <laughs> what is that? What is that show? You could not have quoted that more wrong. That was wrong, wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was wrong, wrong. Montoya Salazar, someone that went to high school. I don't know. But at least we know what you're, you're talking, talking about. about. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> R.I.P. Sterile uh, Flynn had no children. Vasectomy. <laughs> he, had a, he had a vaccination. <laughs> um, anyways, that was just a thing that kind of like shifted gears for me was this whole thing of having this podcast. Gobby saying, no, we just need to be ourselves. Like, don't be like anybody else. Just have a podcast. that's just us talking. And the people who like it will like it. And those that don't, that will, won't. And I think one of the most heartfelt things was one of these recent Facebook uh, posts that we just had from this um, this woman who talked about how her husband listened to the podcast 
and he had recently passed away, Dustin Daly. I say Daly. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it appears to be spelled that way. But. Right. Not Daly, but Daly. Um, and that she talked about how they'd listened to the podcast and that they kind of picked I up. I believe on her one, name's Tanya. They picked up on one of our uh, catchphrases where we would say, you know, we like to have fun here. And that is just something that a rant that me and Gabby went on way back when about how people who say we like to have fun here, they don't like to have fun. It's, no, not really. They yeah. don't. They like to have very sterile. If you're going organized. to a job or anywhere, they're like, oh, we like to joke around here. We like to have fun yeah, here. I mean, False. We're super uptight. False. Nobody. We like to put on the pretense. <laughs> Absolutely nobody likes to have fun. And she posted like, you know, they would yeah, say, Tanya. we like to have fun here. And then they would laugh to themselves. Well, you know, apparently he passed away. And that was something that like, you don't start a podcast thinking that you're going to affect anybody, like you're that you're going to be anybody's favorite or that you're going to be anybody's anything. Like we started this podcast is because we enjoy talking about board games with each other. And although Gabby's very tied up with the metrics and the downloads, I don't care if two people listen to this podcast and those two people are just us and him, me and him, us and him, us, <laughs> uh, they. They, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, or if it's 2,000 people, listen to it. Ooh, 2,000 would be nice. Uh, either way, it was just a very eye-opening, I think, experience to think that somebody listens to us. Well, it was it and was it touching. It, that's yeah. what I was going to say. It was touching to me that Tanya wrote this. She's like, my husband passed. Like, literally, and Tanya, if you're listening, we thank you very much for posting this. And it meant a lot because I was like, it's weird to think that we're just being here being dumb, but yet we're able to provide humor and a point of lightness in your life that these people appreciate. And they, she said they used to look at each other and laugh and laugh at our dumb jokes. And it's like, wow, you never expect that when you start a dumb podcast. Right. And like what got me into podcasting or actually into board gamings, which led to podcasting was the death of my dad. And I enjoyed playing board games with him. And I think that saying that we have about, you know, people like, you know, we like to have fun here. In a way, that kind of indicates that, you know, there are some people that we will never have fun with. We will either never meet them, which it reminds me a lot of how it was just a hair breath that I met Gobby. Like if I hadn't played that game with Enrique... And Bubba hadn't been there, he wouldn't have said, hey, this guy plays board games. And this would have never have happened. It was literally a day. So let, let me tell you this. I don't mean to interrupt you. So I got to duck out here. In a minute. You you have to interrupt Jerry or else he will never shut up. So, I'll shut up. So I'll get the point to it. So uh, I don't know if you can ask your wife just to make sure that I have this correct. In I my can brain. control myself. But two weeks before I mentioned that to you about Gabby, me and my wife. I remember asking my wife uh, because we because I we knew that you like to play board games, and then I found out something about you. You mentioned one one day when we were together. You mentioned some board game, and I realized that was not Monopoly. That was one of those things that people who like board games play. Of course, Gabby liked those games. So I remember asking my wife, you know, do you think I should introduce them two together? Because it's not a lot of people who like board games the way they do. And he was like, Yeah, you should think about that. So and so. So I talked to your wife. And ask her, hey, do you you think Jerry would like, you know, there's a guy over here in Paris who likes to play board games. 
And, and I said, I just want to make sure that I said, I think that once they start playing board games, you know, it's going to be a thing because, you know, that's something that they really like. It's a, it's a unique interest. And so you're going to find somebody and it's going to be a thing. Is that okay with you? And she was like, yeah, I think that'll be a good idea. And so then I didn't even go immediately and tell you, I think I waited until there was an opportunity. And then that, that was ergo the opportunity as you mentioned it. And then I was spending a lot of time with Gabby at the time. And so that kind of made sense. And so it just kind of made sense. So it was, a, I thought it was a good thing. Cause I, the thing about, which I don't, but you didn't ask me the question, but I'm going to go ahead and give you my unsolicited opinion. It doesn't really matter. The thing about you guys is your friendship is very good. And it, mm. yeah, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the testament to that is you have done 102 parts. 150 podcasts with any person is a big deal. Uh, more importantly, you, you guys enjoy the podcast, but more importantly for the people who listen to the podcast, um, it's very, very difficult in this world to have friends that you really can be friends with just unreservedly. You can be mad at them, happy with them, so forth and so on. That's a rare find. And normally it comes from childhood. So now you have people that you didn't grow up with in childhood and you have that kind of sort of relationship. People buy into that and they like that and they like being around that. You like being around good people. So a podcast is an extension of you guys' friendships and people participating in it. Um, and so I like the fact that people email and do all the things they do and they're part of it. And so y'all should be proud of 150, but um, also proud of the people who appreciate that about you guys. And most likely um, they bring that to the table as well. So I enjoy just listening to y'all guys when I'm in the car or whatever going and I enjoy the, the interaction with uh, the two people who will listen to you. And that is a, and then I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up. There are thousands of podcasts that are geared toward business, you know that they're giving you something because they're, whether you make money off of it is relevant, but they're giving you something with an objective in mind and they're, and they're, trying, to, they're, they're trying to simulate the authenticity of friendship. And that's what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. They're simulating that authenticity. Sometimes they do it successfully, sometimes not. Uh, and then you have podcasts who truly are authentically people who like each other and this is what they do and they like doing it. And so you guys bring that. There's few of those podcasts. So uh, I'm proud of you guys both. Hope y'all keep doing it. And glad of everybody who listens to it. That's my 10 cents. Don't mean anything. It's probably worth like a tenth of a cent. But I'll give it anyway. Uh, I appreciate that. You're not the only one. There's no one does what board games not do better. They are almost professional level comedians. See, when, when me and Hughes... Agree. You know it's golden, baby. That's fire. <clears throat> That's it. I think that the the overall thing that I've taken away from this has been that sometimes, you know, you, you make decisions that you don't really know how it will turn out or decisions that you don't really realize you've even made mm. and what it will lead you to do. Long term, yeah. In, in, in the long term. And so it's like if I had not decided that day to play this stupid game with Enrique. Good point. Which has led to Bubba mm. saying, okay, what about this? And I did not know that you had this conversation with my wife because yeah. that was a very <laughs> difficult time at that yes. point uh, for me. And so it just led to something different. That being the case, you just really don't know who you're going to have fun with Mm-mm. or how it will turn out. And so that's really the idea behind, I think, this podcast is that sometimes you just don't know um, 
what's going to happen. And, and I mean, we didn't start this podcast for any particular reason other than that we enjoy it and we particularly do. And so I think that's if there's one thing that you could take away from this is that whatever you're doing, whatever this crazy thing that's taking place in this world, if you're not having fun there, exactly. What's the point? What's the point? And even though if we have two listeners or two million, I do not think this podcast would change one iota. Well, Gabby would be a little bit more stagnant. Two million. <laughs> oh, that would be freaking awesome. We'd be on Spotify exclusively. We, 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 with <laughs> and I think we would probably be a part of the Dice Tower Network if I hadn't insulted Tom that one time. Oh, That's the go. one thing that really I think hindered us is that I insulted Tom's hat and quite frankly, that looked like a hat that the uh, sterile know, Flynn would wear. Sterile Flynn. <laughs> Flynn What's the guy who sang tiptoe through the tulips? Uh, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. It looked tip like a tiny Tim. Tulips. <laughs> Anyways, we have a segment now where Tom we're still offended. Like me and Gabby, I have I've recorded previously where we're going to go through some of the listeners' uh, voicemails, and so we're going to cut off here because we did not want to uh, go forever and miss out a long time already. All, yes, we have gone long. But you know what? This is our 100th episode. It's a world record episode for us. And our 150. Well. But we really enjoyed all the the voicemails that our <laughs> listeners sit in because Super dope. I wanted to hear what your voices sound like. You know what mm-hmm. I sound like. I want to know what you sound like. And quite frankly, this is kind of a thing. Like These are our people that... That we enjoy hearing. And so we're going to cut out briefly. I snap my fingers because that's like a thing. Uh It's to indicate we're on the uh, audible track where you can cut this out. So where we and Gabby have previously, very intimately, listened to your, intimately, uh, listened to your voicemails. And now we're going to cut out to that. All right. Okay. So first we have Luke. Hello, Jerry and Gobby. I would say that my favorite game is either Rising Sun or Yomi. Uh, Yomi is a card game based on Street Fighter and made by one of the developers of Street Fighter 2. And I just have a background in playing Street Fighter competitively. And Rising Sun, mainly because of the theme and the fact that the combat mechanic is very rewarding to outwit somebody when you know how much money they have and how much money you have. And I just think it's leaps and bounds better than Blood Rage, and Blood Rage is super overhyped and sucks. Fight me. Um, Probably my favorite moment is just any interaction with Enrique when you guys ask him a question and he just says, it was good. And then there's a slight pause, and then you all just burst into laughter. Uh, Anytime you... (laughs) Anytime Gobby wheezes and anytime Jerry makes a quick joke, it's just... Always fantastic. And shameless plug, if you wouldn't mind giving a listen to Analysis Paralysis by me, I'm doing a bunch of those before I deploy for the Air Force. So uh, keep it up, guys. I love you very much. Hopefully I get to play games with you one day at Dice Tower West next year, maybe. And uh, have a good one, boys. Later. Love you too, Luke. And your voice is quite soothing. Like yeah, I, I enjoyed yeah. listening to his voice. Well, you could listen to Analysis Paralysis if you like to have more of Luke's sexy voice. I'm going to jump out here and just say, let's see here. So Luke likes Rising Sun. Rising Sun. 
Uh, more like rising from my chair to leave the table from this game. <laughs> All right. He may be uh, Guile. He may be. Well, Guile was Army. Oh, he was okay. like Green Beret. Air Force. I don't want to say anything bad about the Air Force because Air Force, you know, Air Force, they're, they're, you know, they are what they are. Air Force but, AF. Yeah, they are. And so, you know, you know, they do their thing, they're, but they're, they're more into droning people than they are working out, I think. Like with their voices, they drone on and on. So that's what Luke was doing. He was droning. Rising sun. I, I was more on, what does he say, Yoni or Yummy? Yoni. Yum, yummy. That I, a, that's Yoni's y- older brother. <laughs> I thought it was a mask-related game. <laughs> yummy. Wasn't that a mask nah. thing? No? Oh, okay. Rising sun. You're very loud. You need to you need to calm yourself down. You're very loud for some reason. <laughs> well, uh, just, oh, well, there we go. How about that? There you go. Calm yourself. I'm Street excited. Fighter and Rising Sun. That's interesting. I've never played Rising Sun. I played Blood Rage one time. Thought it was interesting. Didn't get blown away by it. I am interested in the theme of Rising Sun. I'm not against it. I'd like to play it, but it is. It costs an arm and a leg to play it. It's like expensive. Got them minis, Eric Lang. Got them minis. All right. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate it. Hopefully your podcast will get tens of downloads. I listened to one. He apparently likes El Grande. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. That's 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 a decent game. It's decent. Okay. We need to move along. We got a lot we'll of move things along. to get through. Who's the next? Who's the next? Let's see here. Hey guys. Scott from Louisiana. Saw your post on the gram, decided to drop you a line. I don't listen to podcasts anymore, but if I did years would definitely be on top of the list congratulations to 150 episodes my favorite game and probably my favorite memory from you guys is uh dinogenics now you guys did an episode on dinogenics it's one of your first episodes that's what led me to you that's what led me to dinogenics and i thank you for that least favorite game gotta be wingspan game so bad so boring i don't care what anybody says it's garbage But thank you guys for the fun and catch you on the flip side. He's he's the guy who sends us meat from the bayou. I appreciate that about you. Yeah, I do too. Diamogenics. More like Diamino want to play this game, Genix. (laughs) Diamogenics is awesome. What are you talking about? Why are you trying to make stupid puns about everybody's (laughs) games that don't make any sense? It's a bit for this whole thing. What if your name, I was just thinking, as I made that dumb joke, Mino want to play. What if your name, I want to name my kid Mino. That way, like, he can just refer to himself in third person and everyone will think he doesn't want to do anything. Mino want to play. Like, he wants to play, but his name's Mino. So he's forever stuck in an antonym of his own making. It's interesting that there was a study done on does your name affect your life? And it was about these two twins and the parents named one of them winner and the other one loser. Mm. It did not turn out how you thought. Loser, whose name actually he ended up just going by Lou, became one of the most prolific and well-respected detectives with the NYPD, if I remember the article. And Winner ended up being like in the federal pen for like all types of heinous crimes. So, so if I name my kid Mino, maybe it would give him actually more access to more things. He could just walk into Area Fifty One. It would just like they just open the door. He's like Mino, want to go? Oh, we'll show you, and they drag him in there. 
Why aren't you listening to podcasts anymore? That's my question. That's what I want to know, but that's okay. He's probably busy. Maybe he quit his job and is working at Walmart like I did. I couldn't listen to anything. He does gator hunting. Hmm. I just assume everybody during there's gator season in Louisiana and they go gator hunting. Dinogenics is awesome. Everybody should play Dinogenics. All right, roll the next tape. Okay, here we go. Hey guys, Daniel here from New Zealand. Congratulations on 150 episodes. I love your guys' show. Easily one of my favorite shows. Uh, my favorite game is Dice Forge, published by Liberlude. It's a great take on the deck building mechanic, but using dice instead. And you got these big chunky dice and a great uh, Hercules style theme. Uh, one of my favorite memories from listening to your show is when Garby just did a solo podcast about macaroni cheese. And um, your solo podcast in general is what inspired me to start my own podcast. Um, and it's it's going great, and I'm enjoying it, and I'm enjoying listening to you guys. I love the conversational style you have, and um, I even love the way you guys describe games. You do a really good job of actually uh, letting me figure out how the game works. So thanks a lot, and keep it up. Thanks, Dan. You missed your chance to plug your podcast. Like, what is your podcast? You should have. It's probably something weird. You didn't want to say it out loud. Is he the like, one with up and go with muffins? It might be. He's got know. some sort of like crocheting podcast. So he's from New Zealand. Is that like a theme park based on the 1992 historical musical drama starring Christian Bale, Newsies? Welcome to Newsies land. I don't know about Dice Forge and Chunky Dice. And just FYI, I'm going to ignore all your bad puns. That's going to be my trope for this episode. More like <laughs> just ignoring no Dice Forge. So the Chunky Dice. I've seen Dice Forge. There's a lot of people who talk about it. I, I think it would be interesting to play just because of the fact that, you know, deck building deck building has its own, you know, a lot of randomness and dice as a whole is random so it just makes sense why don't can, isn't there not a way that you can combine the two so i guess that's what that is but yeah i'd like to play dice forge more like dice dan, need, snorge all right dan you need to tell us what your podcast was because now i'm interested in knowing because it can't be about board games if your all podcast is, is all i gathered from that was i am inspirational i'm inspirational You're that welcome. macaroni and cheese episode of you was pretty good it wasn't great, but you heavily edited it to where there was no pauses, so it sounded like you just spoke in all one breath throughout the whole thing. Well, I, I have to do that with everyone. My efforts compelled him to live his best life. That's all I got out of it. <laughs> Quote, unquote, best life. Live your best uh, life. Bestlifeonline.com. Great source of information. Dan, if your podcast isn't about board games, you let us know. We might have you on our show. We don't want to talk about board games with you because we don't know. You might suck. At, your opinion might suck. But if your podcast is about something else, plus we hate competition, might have you on. <laughs> so far, we plugged two podcasts, Analysis Paralysis and whatever Daniels is. Yeah, Luke is too busy doing Air Force stuff. We can't have him on. I don't, I don't mind plugging other people's shows, you know? As long as they're not as good as ours. <laughs> Next Dang. one. Next up. Here we go. Albert. No. Hi, Snobs. No. Congratulations on reaching your 150th episode. Uh, thank you both so much for years of entertainment. I always love listening to you on my commute and laughing out loud to myself. Um, my favorite game is Grand Austria Hotel. And uh, I also really like playing The Godfather. 
My favorite memory from the show is the episode where Gobby kept saying snake rectum because I played half of it on my phone and the second half on Eric's phone. So I didn't finish it, but every time I would listen to a podcast in my app and it ended, it would go back to an episode that I hadn't finished. So it was constantly going back to Gobby saying, snake rectum. So thank you, Gobby. And thank you both. Happy 150th. So what I'm getting today is I'm an absolute delight, Jerry. Do you appreciate what you're working with over here? That was Lindsay, wasn't it? That was Lindsay. Okay. So let me tell you about Lindsay. She's the one that usurped the title of host from me on this podcast because I used to be the host of this podcast. Whatever. She explained once that I was more of the star and Gobby was more of the host. And I'm always here. Kinda, I'm always solid. When Jerry's not here, I'll be here for you. Well, it's just, you know, and so I, I'm kind of, you know, I resent that. <laughs> I, 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 You're just a flash in the pan. Well, no, I mean, it, it's just this thing of like, you feel like you're the host of something, like you're the person motivating, you know, keeping it together. And then it to be implied that somehow you do anything to keep this podcast together other than the bad puns and fart noises, and I'm just the center of attention that's meant to compel it forward, that was a hard pill to swallow. But I did it. And I'm better for it. Well, what about her game being the Grand Austria Hotel? Isn't calling yourself grand kind of arrogant, presumptuous? More like the OK Austria Hotel. The Grand Austria Hotel is a great game. Uh, there's some aspects, aspects about it that I don't like, but other other than that, I think it's a uh, it's a solid euro, and it is the one of the few games for which you've bought premium pieces for that I actually appreciate because I cannot remember the cake and the strudel and the coffee and the wine. You actually bought those physical pieces that You're look welcome. like those things. You're I cannot welcome. ever get those correct. Like I'm always pushing strudel off on wine people for some reason. So that's that. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you for listening. Snake Rectum, for a long still the time. greatest band name ever. Lindsay's been a long time listener. First time caller. We need, to, we need to have Lindsay on. I wonder she lives they live like they they're doing her and her uh husband live like way out in the middle of nowhere, right? They like live out in the woods and they um people of the earth, I believe. They're they're people, they're not hippies. They are like um I don't know what you call them. People of the earth, I say. People people of the earth. We'll go people of the earth. They like they they enjoy growing their own food. It's like Stardew Valley. <laughs> Stardew Valley starring Lindsay and Eric. Okay. Next. Who's up next? Albert. Albert. Hey fellas, Albert here from Boone, Australia. Congrats on reaching 150. Favorite board game would have to be El Grande. Played it 25 years ago when, after playing Settlers of Catan, first heavy El Euro. Still holds up pretty well. Don't get to play it very often though because uh, my version's still in German. Uh, Garby cracks me up when you go, ooh, ah, ah, ah. Have no idea what song that is. Can't search that stuff on Google either. And uh, Jerry, I think the other day, uh, you were getting confused with uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> I just picture Albert like dialing up the internet, typing in song. 
I'm trying to figure out where that's coming from. That's Down With The Sickness by Disturbed, by the way, that one of the best fight songs ever made. So what I gathered out of that one, again, is I'm a delight, and you got corrected. I don't care about being corrected because I'm a humble individual, and I'm all about... (laughs) And people... People who have listened to this podcast from the beginning will see that I have grown as a person and have changed and has better myself, whereas you're the same sad drunk that you were when this thing started. So that's, that's oh, the thing. Still like, being belittled by Jerry. I'm not belittled. I have to drink thing. to make it through the sadness you put me through. I'm just saying you were a trucker. And then for like a brief moment, you weren't, and now you are. I'm that's back, your, baby. That's that's your story arc. I'm not hating on you. I'm glad that you're trucking again because I think that that's where you belong. Not that it's, you couldn't do anything different. I think that that is something you enjoy. You're good at it. Obviously, it allows you to see things. Like it allows you to be on the road and contemplate life and listen to podcasts. And it's it's a great thing for you. I'm glad you're back trucking. Me too. I can call you whenever. I can call you whenever and talk to you. Because Even though really, you barely do anymore because you're so busy. <sighs> I have. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm out literally trying to keep old people from dying. You need to delegate. Delegate, Jerry. I, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know how. It's just how I am. Oh, also, El Grande, more like El Pequeño. <laughs> All right. Boone, Australia. I tried to Google map that and I couldn't find it. I loved Albert's uh, voice, by the way. All, all Australians have have a great kind of tone to them. They're like they're like just Southern Texans. That's how I view them. All right. So next up, we have well, we have many. What I have down in somewhat sequential order is Brandon Haynes. You ready for Brandon? Uh, yeah, I'm going to hear Brandon. Where or, is he? Or Brandon. As, or as you call him, Brendan Hines. Yeah. Hey, Gabby and Jerry, this is Brandon. Or, as Jerry likes to call me, Brendan. I like to go by Jabs in the board game social communities. You asked us to submit our favorite game ever, so here goes. Without a doubt, my favorite board game ever is the original Dark Tower, published in 1981 by Milton Bradley, with art by Bob Pepper and designers Roger Burton, Alan Coleman, and Vincent A.A.J. Arado. Growing up, my neighbor owned this game, and I just remember the sounds, the whir of the tower as it spun to whatever random thing it was going to give out, and the joy of winning against the evil brigands. As a game itself, Dark Tower doesn't have much going for it, as it is basically pure RNG and no real strategy. But that doesn't matter to me. What matters is the memories of playing when I was a kid and teaching it to my friends today. To me, who's around the table is way more important than what's on the table. Finally, I appreciate you guys and your pretty good podcast. Keep being exactly what you are. The Dark Tower, that's basically like Fireball Island for adults. I've, I've never heard of it. It's the, uh, it's the well, you watched the Matthew McConaughey Idris Elba film, didn't you? No, I did not. I, did, I didn't either. Uh, why, does, why does Brendan go by jabs? Why does he feel like he has to have a a nickname? <laughs> maybe he was, uh, maybe he was uh, like part of the Top Gun crew, and so he's used to having that written across his helmet. It's like my name is Brian. Everybody calls me Jabs. Judge Advocate, board game snob. 
snob. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, what does jabs mean? I don't know what it means. Well, I'm glad that he loves us, Brendan. It's great. Thank, thanks for sharing your your uh, old game from your childhood and your weird nickname. Next audio, please. This is uh, this is Tyler from Chicago, as he will say. Uh-huh. Hey, board game snobs! Tyler from Chicagoland here. Congrats on making it to 150 episodes. I always appreciate your show because of your short and to the point opinions about games, your hilarious and often planned banter segments, and the fact that you keep everything informal. It makes you feel like real people and not quote unquote celebrities, and it's really appreciated. Instead of providing one favorite game, I'll do you one better. I'll give you a quick Bubba style top five. My number five. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Solid show. Check it out. My number four, Lorenzo Il Magnifico. Bought it based on your recommendation, so if I don't like it, I'll know who to blame. Uh, my number three, A Feast for Odin. Another game I bought recently and haven't played yet. My number two, Marvel Champions the Card Game. I know a few episodes ago you guys uh, didn't like it very much, but I think it's a great quick solo, really fun, great game to play after we put our new baby to bed. And my number one, currently my favorite game of all time, Flam Rouge. Brilliantly simple bike racing game. So much fun. Check it out. Anyway, here's to 150 more episodes. Does anyone have an old baby they put to bed? Yeah. <laughs> okay. After we put this old baby to bed, let's play some games. Well, you know, it, well, you know as the babies get older, then it's like you, just, you stop putting the babies to bed. You start putting 17. the kids to bed. <laughs> 17. <laughs> Here, son, drink this Budweiser. Go to your room. 35. They're still in the basement. Well, I mean, technically, Enrique, he's still at home. Somebody's got to put him to bed. Go to bed, Enrique. He's in his 20s. His dad just goes in there and flips off the Xbox and says, listen, son, here. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., hard pass. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., is that that thing I watched once where they're the people that help the Marvel people? Yes, they're like the -the on-the-ground characters. Ah, you know what? How did they pitch that? You know what would be exciting? A universe where superheroes, where we just focus on the support staff. The B crew. Let's go to the B crew. I would watch one like a comedy where it's just the office staff that has to file the reports. You know, it's like, who did Iron Man kill? We have to we have to get in these DW2s. <laughs> well, in. This, uh, you are touching upon what makes the show... Uh, Star Trek Lower Decks enjoyable. It's exactly that. Mm, I it's watched the, one of those. It wasn't bad. It wasn't. I I, I, I watched the whole season. And it, the longer it went on, the more I enjoyed it. And it's like, yes, these, these are the guys no one talks about, no one cares about. But in this world, if you want this to be a real world, like you have to have support crew that do the jobs no one wants to do that no one talks about. Why are you making this about you? This is about Tyler from Chicago. Tyler from Chicago. He's a he sent us numerous emails, which we appreciate. And he has he has a baby. He's he's the guy that sent us the picture of his baby because yes, I was a handsome out. couple. I said a handsome couple. Yes, yes, and we're proud we're proud that that's working out for you because I know having babies is hard. <laughs> for well, not for you so much. It is hard. Have you ever had to stay up all night with a baby? Well, I'm talking about physically having the baby. That's like, you know, the wife puts all the work into that. Well, uh, I beg to differ. <laughs> oh, really? What did you do? 
Ah, you, you gotta, you gotta be the one that's you're the you're, support you're, you're staff, the, the B crew. Yes, you're the you're the B crew. You're the one on the sidelines of that football game, going, oh, you just hope everything goes all right. <laughs> you can I hope, do it. I hope she's not hurt. She's out for next season. That was very, uh, that was very hard. That we should really move on. This rum's getting low. Okay, We're Kelly, Kelly Wowders. Wowders. Hello, Gobby and Jerry. This is Kelly Wowders from Texas. Congratulations on 150 episodes. You know, I find you guys immensely entertaining, and I really enjoy listening to your podcasts. Sometimes, I even like the parts when we talk about board games. My gaming group is my family, and so we play a lot of games we enjoy together. But the heavier games that I like best include Istanbul, Space Base, and Caverna. One amusing story that, uh, that sticks out in my mind from your show involves Enrique. And someone in his circle of friends and family had recently had a baby, and he was questioning whether or not the new parents were anti-fascists, and by which he meant, were they going to give the child its shots? So yeah, I like to think most of us around here are opposed to fascism, but hopefully not vaccines. I'd look forward to getting this COVID thing behind us, so maybe we can get together and meet up at a convention one of these days. Again, congrats on the 150 episodes, and I look forward to hearing at least 150 more. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> forgot about the anti-fascist thing. <laughs> Enrique is just solid go. Solid go. He doesn't mean Wilder. to be. He's solid go. Wilder. It sounds like there's something wrong with your internet. Remember that guy on uh, like the handful of episodes of of uh, the what's the geek show? What's that called? That what the Chuck? No, the other geek show. With all the geeks, Sheldon. Oh, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. They had that one guy. Didn't they have that one guy that had the uh, the the wisp where everything was with oh, a wow? Yes, yes, he yes, just, yes. Something's wrong with your wowder. <laughs> like your internet's <laughs> down. As soon as I heard that, I thought, ah, that brought back memories. Yes, Enrique was very worried about fascist for a brief period. <laughs> yeah, unbeknownst to him, it's the same thing as a vaccine. Chad Chasson. This is Chad Chasson from Abita Springs, Louisiana, a little town uh, just outside of New Orleans. And my favorite game, and I know this is going to get some grief, is Pandemic Legacy Season 1. Season 3 might beat it, but I'm not finished it yet, so I won't uh, count that one. Um, I like Legacy games because I can play with my family. We have a... Uh, a good game group to keep that legacy going. I love the story-driven parts of it and the cooperative nature of that game. So, favorite game. Honorable mention, Brass, Birmingham, and 1889, History of Shikoku Railroads. Love economic engine games. Anything with stocks or uh, economics to it. And so, that is my favorite. I've been to, I think, Abita Springs. It's next to Covington, if I'm not mistaken. I have no idea. Never been. I try to steer clear Louisiana as much as possible. I've skipped that, across that, the top of it. If you ever watch True Detective, you will never go over there ever again. <laughs> I, I go through Alexandria on my way to Destin. That's as much as I travel through Louisiana. Pandemic Legacy's all right. It's just a lot of the same, but it's okay if you like it. You redeemed yourself with brass. 
pandemic, let me get my leg up and see if this is worth playing. It's not. Ooh. Professional comedians. <laughs> I'll just say it for him. No need to play they the sound. Almost professional level comedians. Oh, we're gonna we're, we're gonna have to pay him a pound every time we play this. I asked Richard for the rights. He said, "Use it freely. Use it freely." Oh, I like that. I cover my bases. Say we should do more soundboards of just of more famous media people that we know and just pretend. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna. I need to make a soundboard of delicious toes, and we could just interview him on the podcast without having to actually interview him. I was going to say, if you look at the sporadically bored Facebook group, you, <laughs> I was noticing how often uh, Dan says this most that I see, but I think it's a reference. They, he's always talking about dipping his toes in the water of this and that they talk a lot about mm. dipping their toes and stuff. Mm. I found that interesting on the sporadically bored Facebook group. Uh, yes, there was one really puzzling thread that I think Mike posted about what do you like to dip your toes in the most? <laughs> and it, it was like a it was like a poll. It was like a sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce, A one ranch salad dressing was in there. Hershey's marmalade, <laughs> marmalade. It's just some weird stuff goes on in that Facebook group. <laughs> I voted. I voted personally for grape jelly because you can't go wrong with grape jelly. Not just in the, not jam. Welch's. Welch's. Because with a name like Smucker's, it's got to be good. All right. Next. Next one. Thanks. Okay. Uh, thank you, um, Chad Chasson. Chasson. I like a little Chasson on my podcast. It's like a this flavoring. Next up is the Wolfman. Hello, Gabby and Jerry and all the snobs out there. I'm Rich Lupino, and I just want to say congrats on the 150 episodes of the greatest podcast out there. One of my favorite games is one that you recommended to me, Blackout Hong Kong. My family and I had a great time with it. It's been a great recommendation. Uh, I love what you guys do, and I just want to say thanks for all the fun facts and board game insight. And uh, here's to the next 150. Now go drink some whiskey. Done, done, and done. Richard, Richard's a legit stable fan slash individual. Often emails, always quality. It's a great. That's what you want in a fan. Let me drink enough is. whiskey to get a blackout Hong Kong. You know what I'm saying? I just noticed. Yeah, blackout Hong Kong's awesome. I just noticed because you're on the camera and I'm not. You've still got your camera on. Yeah. That. F- a minute ago, you were, you were drinking what appeared to be a whiskey, and then you switched the beer. So I'm kind of worried about you because you're in charge of keeping this edited correctly. Oh so I hope you know you're – yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. A, Michelob Ultra, that's where I'm you're at? From, I'm going from hard to soft, hard to soft. The, the age of Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you call that when you drink really old whiskey See, and well, Michelob Ultra. I'm very proud of my setup. If you notice how clear it is, I learned how to hook my iPhone up to my computer because my computer camera sucks. But my iPhone, my iPhone, my iPhone camera—that the Bicola Bolcher's kicking in. My iPhone camera is legit. Look at me. You can it see. The, you can see the pores in my skin. You have very dark eyes. <laughs> Not the irises of the eyes, but around your eyes. You like that's the like Batman that's, color. That's the, you know how that's the Michelob Ultra kicking in. 
Someone pointed out to me once that if Batman, his mask, he had to color in and put that dark coloring around his eyes. Yeah. That bothered me after that because it made me think that every time he had to get dressed, he had to bust out his makeup, his little kit color in his eyes. <laughs> Where's my eyeshadow? Where's my eyeshadow? Where's my eyeshadow? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> that type thing they are uh, almost professional level comedians oh look dan mind your business thanks richard we do appreciate you and i like the fact that we call you the wolf because in lapino didn't i bring that up that that you is said something that. i have no idea what that's based on if it's even lupus. true but i Lup- went i've went with it the lupus disease means wolf bite i think like the disease it means something and oh. lupia, that like lupus is like some sort of language that means the wolf. I'm drinking rum and I can't remember. <laughs> so Lupino, it's like I thought that had something to do with the wolf. He is of the wolf. So Dick Wolf, this is the guy that made Law and Order. <laughs> oh, <laughs> are you kidding me? I just I cannot believe. We have talked about this for so long. We need to conclude every one of our episodes. Clum, just clum. produce. Produced by Dick Wolf, Richard Lapito. <laughs> have you watched any more of Resident Alien? I gave you my. Unfortunately, me and my wife, I showed that first episode to my wife. We have binged it almost all. Really? I absolutely love that show now. I'm so glad. You know, me and you don't agree on a whole lot, especially entertainment wise. But one thing we do agree on is Alan Tudyk. That is probably one of the best television series I have watched. Just, I'm just, yeah. That first, if, if they, I, I when are the, when season two? I don't know. I mean, I, I was, I just stumbled upon the show. I'm like, oh, okay. This, I like this guy. Let's watch this. And it's, it's absolutely hilarious. amazing. It's hilarious. Absolutely amazing. All right. We need to move on. Let's see. Who was that? Wolfman? Richard. Okay. Uh, here we go. This is dedicated to Gabby, Jerry, Enrique, Bubba, and Charday. Jerry and Gabby, they're the board game stops. Jerry and Gabby, they're the board game stops. It's all fun and games till it becomes your job. Happy 150th. Andy Critz, everybody. Andy Kritz. He made a song for us. We have a talented person that listens to our show. That's that sounds like a uh, like Andy Kritz. That sounds like a country singer. It could like, be. Hey, I want. I, I wonder if he is a country singer. Uh, I mean, did that sound country to you? It sounded sort of country. A little bit country. A little bit rock and roll. The name Andy Kritz is a country name. It just is. That's it just that's a like solid. Crits sounds like a shortened version of something like Crits and Bald. They just like, no, oh, let's just call it Crits. He spells it with a Z, which is amazing. It's Andy Crits. But he shouted out us, Bubba, Charday. Did he put Enrique in there? I don't know. Who cares? The thing is, is that Enrique is the the wart of the show. It's like we just have him on the show. For reasons that are on, I don't quite understand what, why. What I like about that most of all 
is it's short and to the point. We need to edit. We need to edit that and just have that be the intro to one of our podcasts. So that's very that's very good idea. Uh, I like the fact that he also brings into mention how we have talked about the fact that podcasting, board gaming, all that, it's fun until it becomes your job. Then how do you feel? According to Matthew Jude, it's a whole different it's a whole different ball game when it becomes your job. I've been trying to catfish Matthew Jube on Tinder. He won't hit me back. <laughs> but I uh I am a redheaded, freckled faced bartender from Baltimore. And so if he would just swipe to the correct direction, me and him could uh start chatting, but you know, he's not taking the bait. He must not be that desperate. I would not imagine so. He's a he's an attractive man with a lot going on for him. Okay, here is Bruno. Gabby, Jerry, congratulations on 150 episodes of the Board Game Snobs. I've listened to every single episode so far, and I will keep on listening because you guys bring joy to my life. So, thank you. Oh, and please say hi to Henry. <laughs> That was clever, Bruno. That was clever. I Bruno, I was Bruno. for a second. I was like, "Did he cut that short?" I was like, "Oh no, that's an homage." He did an homage. Bruno's from Canada, I think, or Quebec, somewhere up north. And if you were to show me his picture, if you were to spread out several photographs and say, "Who is the prime minister of Canada?" Because I'm not sure they even have a prime minister. They have a uh, Chancellor or Bruno would be the person I would pick. He looks like a Canadian politician. Okay. Go next ahead. up. Oh, thank you, Bruno. Bruno, and I did watch your hey, Gabby and Jerry. Channel. It it's... looks very nice. Oh, wait. Sorry. I started the next one. Go ahead. Bruno's board game channel, which the name forgets. I forget. Okay. It. When we, when we figure it. out the name, we will loudly pronounce it because Bruno has been a longtime supporter of the board game snobs. And he has nice hair. He does. He's a distinct. Bruno is a distinguished. This is what you can say. He's a distinguished looking gentleman. George Clooney like. Next you know, up. he is like a Canadian Clooney. <laughs> Canadian Clooney. You know, when you, put, when you put Canadian in front of stuff, sometimes it's bad. Like, you know, Canadian bacon or. What? I love Canadian bacon. bacon. I prefer Canadian bacon to regular bacon. I know, bacon. but Canadian I like bacon ham. is not superior. You like ham? I do. I'm a ham guy. I'm a ham guy. <laughs> Over, over regular bacon. Yes, I'm. I know this thing with bacon goes. I don't know why people put bacon on a pedestal. It's it's fine, but some people act like bacon is all that. It is not. I mean, it's a fine addition to something, but give me okay. I will take Canadian bacon on a pizza before I take regular American bacon on a pizza any day. Can I ask you a question? Yes, you How may. many times have you eaten eaten Canadian bacon not on a pizza? I have bought uh, little bags of Canadian bacon uh, a few times. What's your question? I mean, I know, I but have you eaten it? When have you eaten yes, it? What, like besides just I on Canadian a... Canadian bacon. A, I fry it up in a pan and eat it with my eggs. That's weird. I've never, I don't know people who eat Canadian bacon. I like it. It's just, just at I, random. I, 
I mean, I hate to say it, but Canadian bacon is basically just a variant of ham. And I enjoy a cooked ham. That's what Canadian bacon is, a cooked ham, in my opinion. I-M-O. Yeah, Canadian bacon is more like ham than the streaky cured and smoky strips of bacon that are most commonly used. American I don't bacon like, comes from the I don't fatty like belly the of a smoked, pig. I don't like the smoked crispiness of it. A, I don't like it too crispy. B, if it's not American crispy. bacon comes from the fatty belly of the pig. Canadian bacon comes from the loins. Okay. I prefer so just Canadian FYI. bacon. All right. Well, I've never heard of anybody say that, and it really upsets me. It's 8 o'clock where I'm at, and I just ate bacon. A bacon is fine. Getting on this I'm not, I don't hate bacon, but I prefer Canadian bacon in certain scenarios. With my breakfast, I like bacon. It's fine. On my pizza, I like prefer Canadian well, wh- bacon. Well, why don't you just start a podcast with Bruno? Because down here in America, <laughs> we like our bacon. And none Whatever. of that weird we need to move on. free healthcare bacon. We need to make this a less than four-hour podcast. <laughs> here we go. Next. Hey, Gabby and Jerry. It's Brett Ransom from Buffalo, New York. And I wanted to send this message about my favorite game, which is Newton. Um, I really like all the different ways that you can do different paths and the map and the tree and things like that. And the, the way you select your actions is just incredible in my mind. There's not really a game like that that I've found. It is a pretty fiddly game, but I really enjoy it. And the solo mode is very good. Um, mm-hmm. And then in terms of my favorite moment from the show, I can't get past the Bubba's top five thing. Every time I think about the show, that's the first thing that pops in my head, but I do appreciate all your banter and, uh, and the ridiculous puns. Uh, thanks for all you do. Appreciate you. Bye. More like ingenious Brett. Brett ransom. That's a great name too. I am Brett ransom. That's like a, that's like a Brett super ransom. spy name. That's like a, that's like a movie star name. Brett ransom. This is Brett. I think I, I remember somewhere on like his emails that like he, is he a singer or is he in half if for no, some reason? He's, he's not, this might be the rum talking. It's the, he's like he's like in a quartet. Uh, right? I don't know. He's in a barbershop quartet. He's, I have that in my head that Brett Ransom is part of a barbershop quartet. He has been I don't emailing know if that's us true. for quite some time. He's another loyal emailer, which we appreciate. I remember I remember him sending me an email. And he, I don't think I responded to it, but I remember oh, that his you. average rating of all his board games on BGG was 7.1. Oh, okay. After your whole discussion about ratings yes. and okay. Yeah. It, and I never, I never got back to him after we that. Have, it was one of those okay. Speaking like, of which, I'm glad you mentioned this. <laughs> okay. This is the problem, Jerry. Jerry, this is your problem. You ask for emails oh, every episode. Oh, and we get them, and either A, you don't respond, or B, we don't get re- to respond on the podcast. And so dig, then I feel like they go dig. unanswered. And they're, I feel I feel bad for the people that are like, oh, he asked for an email. Let me email. And then they email, and then you say nothing. Dig through my anything I've ever said on this podcast and find somewhere where I said that I would respond to the emails. I don't want to respond to them. I just want them. <laughs> slide in. Please, please slide into my DM so I can ignore you. 
That's all I'm asking for. I'm not going to say anything back. If I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. Jerry likes to I ask feel. for things, but then doesn't respond. And then I'm left with it's, the burden feeling, okay, this is my problem. Going back to my neuroses, I feel guilty about these people that email us or voicemail us or DM us on the various uh, platforms, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it may be. And I'm like, oh, oh, they've, they've taken their time to message us. Let me go back through here and stress myself out that I try to answer each and every one of them and i do i try to it stresses me out because i'm afraid i miss somebody and then they're going to feel bad then they're going to get butt hurt and then they're not going to listen anymore i read them all but i leave everybody on red that's just how i am <laughs> you're a jerk that's just how I am. a jerk now i'm i'm playing hard to get that guy. baby all right yeah, next, next up one. okay so next up is monique Congratulations, Board Game Snobs, on 150 episodes. Gobby wanted to know what our favorite parts or puns were. I think there are so many, it's hard to remember them all. And I do know that your podcast is the one that most often elicits other people around me asking, what are you listening to? Because I'm laughing so hard. For me, one that jumps out is recently when you were comparing a snapping armadillo to that scene with a jewelry box in Pretty Woman. Um, that was pretty hilarious. Oh, and the tale of um, Enrique's Batman-themed chest hair, which was excellent. I actually still have that one saved on my player. Um, I just wanted to say, again, congratulations. Oh, and my absolute favorite bit um, is when Garby cuts off Enrique at the end of the episodes. I wish Enrique was back just so that we could hear that gag again because it gets me every time. Um, just love you guys. Keep going. And um, just thank you for your show. Uh, not only is it funny, but it um, sometimes also makes me cry. And it's just so nice to see two friends hanging out, um, even when they're giving each other a hard time. Don't change a thing. Congratulations. Bye. Do we cut Enrique off? I've never. Huh. Monique has a very soothing. That's almost. What is that accent? Monique. Is that an accent? Everybody has an accent. Email us and tell us where you are from. If that's not too forward. Because I am interested. Next up is our brothers from the Arctic Circle. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. This is Leivur from Iceland. And Valdi from Iceland. Or as you know as Vlad and Crystal Referral Gorgonsons. Uh, congratulations on 150 episodes. You probably have the second best podcast in the world after us with a Pantvera Blaur podcast in Iceland. Have you listened to it yet? It's amazing. We use words like Velkomin Pantvera Blaur and Hlutverkalekur. Yeah, we have a lot of great words. You you should you should give it a listen and and just for the stats. But congratulations, and we're looking forward to another 150 or at least 120 more. It's the Gorgonsons. <laughs> it's the Gorgonsons. I I don't. I I heard that's all I got from that. I didn't understand a word that was just said. <laughs> all I don't want to know is I podcast. want to go. I want to go to Iceland so bad. To see the well, there's some ice up there, but I hear that the population disparity up there is interesting. What's that? Uh, 
Like the I've shark actually suggested meal. that in the popular there are more no, there's more women there than there are men. And I've suggested heavily to Enrique that he go to Iceland to find a wife. That's where he needs to go. It's <laughs> the only place he has a chance. Well, I'm sure. Well, I, I just think that perhaps we could arrange if the Gorgonsons have a family member, maybe we can marry Enrique into that family and that would work out well for us. Like, you know, kind of like the like a treaty between two places, like in medieval times, <laughs> that type I mean, thing. They are That's the what origin I'm going of the for. Vikings, so we could be we could be uh, making an alliance when we need to. Uh, the whole that's the, what I'm thinking. The so. fermented shark from Iceland isn't that like a big thing? The fermented shark, I think it's like called. I don't know what it's called, but it looks like it's spelled Hakari. I don't know. That's a, like a Zima. What? Okay, that's moving. fermented shark, isn't it? <laughs> okay, how deep? How many glasses of rum do you have left? Uh three. <laughs> Okay, Christopher and Valdi, some of our another set of old time listeners. Thank you very much for listening. Someday, what's the? Uh, don't they have like a, a board gamers board gamers of Midgard up there or something? Yes, Midgardians. Oh my God! Never mind. Okay, or something so like we're that. We're too far in. We're I can't remember. In. They got a board game convention we're up too there. Too far in for the me champions. to rely upon Jerry for anything. <laughs> we're too many cups in. Yeah. Thank you, Valdi and Christopher. Next up, we have... This is Steve. My favorite game is Guards of Atlantis 2, the tabletop MOBA. It is not even out as a board game yet, but you should very much go play it on Tabletopia. It's not scripted, but it's very not fiddly. There's not that many things to push around. And it is a team combat game in the feeling of Spirit Island or Gloomhaven. So you have a small hand of cards and a unique asymmetrical hero, and you're trying to defeat minions and take out the other team. And it's got very tight tactical card play, and I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, I think the Kickstarter is fulfilling sometime later this year, but uh, I have played uh, probably 100 hours on the internet, and you should come play it. It's fantastic. Uh, My favorite moment from the podcast or memory is episode 59, Getting Personal, um, when at a particularly uh, difficult moment, Gabby talks about Jerry being very helpful and and showing up at a hospital and uh, announcing to his family, this is my board game group. And I think the um, confusion portrayed in that story, but also the uh, the intimacy and the fellowship of people who play games with a group and get to know each other in that context really shows through. And I think that's one of the sweetest moments in board game media that I know of. Thanks for making the show. Keep doing a good job and uh, bring Enrique back. Of course. That's Steve Schlepphorst. Next audio, please. All right. Thank you, Steve. Hey, we're almost, we're almost through them. Next up. Let's see. Let's see if he says his name. This is the Board Game Sire. Hey, just wanted to say to Gabby and Jerry, congratulations on reaching this milestone in your podcast history. It's been wonderful to hear you guys listen to all the shows and laugh and enjoy all the different guests you have, except Dan Hughes. He's horrible. No, just kidding. He's awesome. Uh, Just wanted to say that one of my favorite games is uh, Orleans. 
I also love terraforming Mars and tiny epic galaxies, but Orleans is probably one of the best, and it's one that after I play, I just sit back and say, man, that was great, that was wonderful, just like I do when I hear your podcast every now and then. Anyhow, congratulations. Thanks, you guys. Bye. That was that was that was Brass Bradbury. Brad. Bryce Bradbury. <laughs> Dallas Bryce Bradbury <laughs> of of Biddington. Or Sir Sir Dallas Bryce Bradbury Brad Bryce the board game sire. That's a that's a fake name. That's a fake name, and the fact that he likes his, Orleans means he's his, probably wait, got wait. warrants. His, I didn't want to use his real name. His favorite game is Orleans, more like Snorlanes. <laughs> Bryce Bradbury. That's a great name, though. Ray? That's like a detective. Ray Dallas Bryce Bradbury, the board game sire, likes Snarlanes. 451. I don't. <laughs> Episode 451. You should you know burn. What? You should burn, Orly. <laughs> That's what you should do, Mr. Bradbury. Thank you for singing that in. Hey, you know what? We ha- Hey, according to my estimates. <laughs> And they're not estimates. They're marks on a piece of paper. <laughs> I don't know why I said estimates. It's not an estimation. I've literally been ticking them off as we discussed them. We have two left, so let us power through. Okay, next up. Power. Next up is one of my personal. You know, in podcasting, you don't really plan on making actual friends people that actually care about you. But next up is a dear friend of mine personally, because when my mother passed away, this man and his wife sent me a decanter to hold my whiskey so that I can drink my sorrows away. So here is Chris. So train so lard to the snobs. Thank you for your irreverence and spirited debates about things that do not matter. Thank you for sharing your love of gaming and what we all enjoy most about this hobby. Crushing your friend's spirit. Thank you for making sleeveless shirts, creepy stashes, and Batman-shaped chest hair on vogue again, Enrique. Thank you for ensuring Kevin Costner and Rick Moranis never leave the cultural zeitgeist. Thank you for your poor taste in young adult literature and befuddling love of Marvel and 80s action television. Most of all, thank you jerks for the buckets of laughs tears of joy, the very few solid game recommendations, and phenomenal ride. It's been a ton of fun, and it sucks to see you go, oh, wait, you're still on the air. Damn it. Well, I guess I'll keep on listening. That low bar isn't going to set itself. Love you, boys. Christian from Superboard Sunday. I mean, Soul Train or whatever the hell you're going to call me for the next hundred... He enriqued himself on that one. Ah, <laughs> uh, I call that when you cut something off too short in terms of audio terms. Isn't that called circumcision? I, I think that's what happened. The Soul Train. So, if only Soul Train had a podcast of his own where he could voice his own poor opinions and people listen to, but unfortunately. That's not the case. Superboard Sunday, starring Christian, Brian, 
Frankie Jim, part of the Gateway Network. Hey, speaking of which, Meeple Mentor, Meeple Mentor, part of the Gateway Network, will have me and Jerry on their YouTube. Jared is going to have us on Meeple Mentor uh about the time when this comes out we will be on youtube check out people mentor you'll get to see our faces <laughs> on youtube you'll actually see my face all right now we have we have one left jerry we have powered through no we, no, we don't we got several more what you got ryan maxwell and conrad Ratchford oh, and hot i have not downloaded those hold on but you next up download is- them Hello, board game snobs. This is Hamam, all the way from Saudi Arabia. And I only have one thing to say. Mike Delicious Toes. That is all. I will say this about Mike Delicious Toes. I will not stand until all his pedal perversions are brought forth to all to know that Mike Delicious Toes is a man of distinguished feats in board gaming. He is a great, he is a, an individual of renowned, uh, not of just tastes, but we, we love Mike delicious delicio. We do. So Haman is the guy from Saudi Arabia. That's the download that we keep getting. That's from the Saudi download Arabia. from Saudi Arabia. Okay. Next up, Ryan Maxwell. Keep it tight. Haman. Gabby, Jerry, this is Ryan Maxwell. Congratulations on hitting number 150. You guys are literally pun-stoppable. Get it? See what I did there? Anyway, you guys are the highlight of my week. So happy to have found you guys. Here's to the next 150 episode. Good luck. I like that Ryan Maxwell just like, bam, 14 seconds is his voicemail. 14 seconds. Did not tell us his favorite game, but just said we're pun-stoppable. Loves us. We don't know your favorite game, but that's okay. I appreciate your brevity. I like brevity. Brevity Ryan. Conward. Conward. <laughs> Conrad. Ratchford. Okay. This was a little unique. That's from, that's a fake name. Conrad Ratchford. This is a little unique from Conrad. That's, that's fake. He says, Dear Snobs, one of my hobbies is recording music. I use my phone to capture random noises whenever I hear something interesting. In response to your request for sound recordings, that was not the request, Conrad. <laughs> That was not the request. I didn't ask for sound recordings. We asked for voicemails (laughs) regarding our podcast and your favorite games, but that's okay. As as a fan of our show, we let this slide. I present you with this voice memo from December 4th, 2018. I'm curious what you think it is, and this is what Conrad sent us. What the crap? What the crap? Aliens. <laughs> An alien popped a cork of champagne <laughs> is all I can assume. No, it, so- it sounded like somebody urinating outside on styrofoam while pulling the cork on Boone's Farm $1.99 wine that they bought at the Dollar General store. That's what that was. Yep, that's what that was. Happy Trust me. New Year. <laughs> oh, that is so weird. I do not know. Sure. 
Aliens. I think that's aliens celebrating New Year's. Thank you, Conrad. I got one I got to read from Brian Levacoli. Okay. He says that he didn't submit a recording. You have all been a treat since I found you a while back. Every podcast has its place, but there are a few that can that can give me more than drawn out reviews and news. I want banter with my insight. I want real friendship with my review discussions, and you all give me that. Enrique is a head scratching treat. Bubba makes me question my life choices. Your industry guests make sense. I laugh. I never cry. I always appreciate the little community that is that we have here between the podcast and the social media. This last year hasn't been so great. I miss playing board games outside my household, but at least I got a weekly podcast and Facebook group that helps me get through this loser year. Talk to you at some point in the future. Brian Lavacoli. That was nice, Brian. Lavacoli. That is a, that's like ravioli. It's like a loose ravioli. It's like lasagna with ravioli. That's what that is. Lavacoli. Sound okay. We'll go with a lavacoli. That's the, or the it's most. ravioli that you eat in a laboratory. Brian, the ravioli laboratory lavacoli. All right, we got one more here. Uh, here we go. Hey, Gabby. Hey, Jerry. It's Troy here from Australia, along with me, Cooper, also from Australia. My own little sleeveless wonder. Congratulations on your 150 episodes, guys. It's a great achievement. I still remember listening to about episode 10 and 11, I think it was, when you did your top 10 countdown of all time and Gabby showed that he couldn't count backwards from 10 and the ridiculing you copped was hilarious. And I thought, well, this is worth sticking around for. 140 episodes on. It's been great to listen to your your ups and your downs and um, help out where I can with requests to get my son to check which way the toilet water flushes down here in Australia um, and other similarly zady things. Yeah, great work, guys. I look forward to the next 150 episodes. Cheers. Cheers. And that was Troy and Cooper, right? Think so? Troy, thank you for being our down under listener. I'm not, I'm going to, I, I really want to do an Australian accent, but I'm refraining just for you. Um, let's see. Uh, ostriches, emus, ruse, way the toilet flushes. You've answered so many questions for us, and we appreciate it very much. All right. Did you play Dan Hughes's no, message? No, no, we're saving the best for last. Dan has uh, been shouting our praises from the rooftops from long ago. And uh, I love Dan for that before I really even knew Dan. But Dan Hughes sent us a voicemail. In fact, I'm going to say this. We have saved Dan best for last. But Dan was, I, I when I posted this, I said, hey, we're looking for voicemails for our 150th to hear the voice of our listeners and fans and people that we love and that love us and get a community. Dan was the first one, like immediately sent us a voicemail and it warmed the cockles of our hearts. Here's Dan. Hello, board game snobs. Uh, this is Dan Hughes of the uh, more successful podcast, uh, Sporadically Bored with Mike and Dan. Um, I'd just like to congratulate you on your uh, 150th episode of the uh, podcast. It takes some effort indeed not to improve um, over that amount of time and, and effort. All those hours, all those hours, yet you're still as bad 
as you were before, which is, is pretty impressive. Now, now your 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 question asked what our favourite game is. What what the other people's favourite game? Well, the answer to that is obvious. It's um, Railways of the World, which is by Martin Wallace, a pick up and deliver game. Um, lovely kind of uh, blinged out components in the box, um, and it's basically. Um, the best game that's ever been made. So, uh, so everyone else who answers that question is wrong. So, once again, um, thank you again for all the entertainment you brought me, um, and um, thank you again for for the appearances we made on my podcast, sporadically bored. Um, and here's to another 150 episodes. You know, I'm glad that we started this podcast so that Mike and Dan could try to emulate us. And thus propel them to minor fame and then have Dan come on our podcast and I inspire him to make a board game, which then becomes an international hit and soon to be probably in the annals of board game history of one of the greatest innovative children family level board games ever. I'm glad that I could inspire Dan to do such great things. And it's 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 nice to hear him express how wonderful we are. It's nice to hear Dan be honest in his <laughs> expressing of his opinion of us. Dan's loved us for a long time. And, uh, you know, we've been on several podcasts. Uh, Mike, we didn't hear your, we didn't hear your voicemail. Richard, we didn't hear your voicemail. Kind of hurt. Kinda, Is this where we call out everybody who didn't tomorrow. send I'm us a voicemail? Out. I'm calling out everyone who did not send us a voicemail. You didn't send us voicemails, Richard. Mike. I feel really bad about that time I threw a bottle of salad cream <laughs> Dan Hughes' <laughs> car window. I'll just say that. I happened I, one I, time. I do have a great affection for Sir Dan Hughes and uh, and everyone that we've come in contact with via this stupid, stupid podcast. It's amazing that people enjoy us, that people love us. And for that, I love you, all of you that sent in your voicemails, even those of you that didn't. It's okay. I love you. I forgive you. And I love you. Uh, because this is just a dumb show we do for our pure entertainment. Sometimes we have people on when we can. Enrique, Bubba, other guests of the show. Uh, hopefully we can expand the guests soon. Okay, that's going to do it for the voicemail part of episode 150. I don't know. That's it. We got to get back to Bubba and Enrique, the, the main portion. Let's let's get back to Bubba and Enrique. Cut back to them. All right. So that was me and Gabby going over the voicemails. Like I said, if you want to send us a voicemail, board game jobs, snobs, board, board game, game snobs, board game jobs, board game jobs. <laughs> Do you want a job in board gaming? Board game snobs at gmail.com. We've only been doing this for 150 episodes at gmail.com. I like those voicemails because I can hear what people have to say. I like it a lot. You should buy Moonrakers if you get a chance. I love it. If you like negotiation, Gobby likes it, Bubba likes it, Enrico likes it. We all like it. It's approved. Uh, I'll do a solo of it and let you know later. Anyways, this has been an epic... Uh, I didn't re- didn't realize we've been doing this for like over it's a while, like three hours. The longest one, yeah. This is the, the longest, longest one e- episode ever. I'm oh, fifty. Um, but we appreciate you, and hopefully, we'll be able to do this for a little while longer. And uh, yeah, it was nice. It this, was. This was very nice. <laughs> it was I very don't nice. know why I feel so comforted. I don't because I you're. I, 
It's been a year since we've done this. This that's what I was gonna say. It's been a long time since it's True. been me, True. you, Enrique. That's not Bubba, the whiskey talk. And room to get, uh, it's probably kind of the whiskey. Well, it might be. <laughs> I think that it's whiskey supported. You're a nice. <laughs> <laughs> probably a little bit of the whiskey talk it's around. It's nice that we should get together, vaccinated and able to sit around and talk about. No things. children for us. That's right. What? Did you get vex? Vis- oh, you keep doing that joke about vasectomies. Vasectomies yeah. are yes. very serious. Your advanced defrons is what they cut. That's the thing that they cut, I believe. It's not the thing you were. My anatomy reminds me. You can't go just pick up. A you remind me. That you won't be able to have children. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't All think right. you should have children. I don't plan on it. I don't plan on I it. Me and my not. wife are in our forties. Uh, We're getting older. Don't, don't tell your wife's age. That's oh, rude. Hey, she doesn't. She okay. As long as you say me, that she looks like a she's me, in her forties, but she looks mark, like a young twenty. She she never goes in the sun. She's extremely white, so her skin is pale. not. She's extremely pale. She is not a person of color. <laughs> Why are we whispering this? My wife is just like your wife. She's also not a person of color. She uh, does not like the sun. If she goes in the sun, she wears a large brimmed hat, sleeves, long pants. She doesn't like to get those uh, the sun rays upon your skin that make you wrinkle. My oh, wife, she, she could be Doctor Who because she does not age. She go. doesn't like wrinkles. She's, she kind of, she's, she's anti-wrinkle. She's anti-wrinkle. anti-wrinkle. I think that's My whole wife industry pointed that. out that I whole have, what are these things by the Crow's eyes Crow's feet. Crow's feet. Yeah, I, it's sense. weird that y'all both knew that immediately. I've always heard that. Y'all are like really into wrinkles. You got laugh lines? I don't I'm, have laugh lines because I never laugh. I, no, I have you have a, anti-laugh lines. I have scowl lines. Otherwise called frowns. Frown lines. Frown lines. Frown lines. Nine. Straighten up and see a flat right and see. Okay. Listen. Let's not end our 150th episode oh. with any, any reference. References. Thank you. <laughs> we would really like not to be uh, canceled. <laughs> our 150th episode will hopefully be something more. Uh, at, uh, I think people prefer like our long, our long form podcast. But not this. This is three hours. This is like, well, this is special. It's not going to happen every time. This is very special. You've got to take weeks to listen to this. <laughs> Break this up. All right. So, uh, Bubba, would you like to say your goodbyes? Yes, I want to say goodbye. Hey, love you guys. Love you both. Great job. Love everybody who listens. I hope everybody enjoys this and continues to enjoy another three years, 150 episodes. Yeah. Our, our executive producer. Very nice. Very nice. I would like to say that I just appreciate people listening to us. I don't care if you listen to us. I do. But I do enjoy the fact that we have a fan base that apparently understands what we're all about, which is just us talking and you listening. You get me. And so if you just keep listening. You complete me. This will keep going on. You. And well, that's the, the best thing. And so I really did not think that I would have uh, wasted or, or been doing this for <laughs> this long. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Three years later. I guys. I can't. won't stop. I love. I love all of you that listen. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Jerry. I appreciate, I appreciate you, Bubba. You too. Appreciates even you, Enrique. Enrique, I will not cut off your conclusion this time. Right. I will not. What? So, Enrique, we'll go to you. 
say, hey, this is Enrique, and then whatever else you want to conclude with. Well, this is Enrique. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. Hey, guys, it's me, the T-800, a cybernetic organism, living tissue over a meadow endoskeleton. A favorite moment of the show is when you had me on. It was a real pleasure to be on the show with you guys. Oh, so great. Uh, I was so funny. Hilarious. Uh, my favorite game is Splinter. Ah, just kidding. That's just a screw you to Jerry. I hate that guy. He gets on my nerves. So arrogant. Gabby, he's a real nice guy, though. I like Gabby. My real favorite game, of course, is Sentient. Yes, it's, it really rings true to my life. That was my favorite game. Uh, Sentient. Okay. Uh, congratulations on 150 episode, guys. You, you're really great. You're two cool guys. Um, okay. All right. Bye, guys. I'm here, too. Yes, it's me. I'm here as well. Doth plagiarism. It's been a while, guys. Long time no see. <laughs> I am also a T-800. A cybernetic organism. Living tissue over metal industry. No, that's me. That's my line. You're stealing my stuff. That's what I said. You're saying the same thing. Okay, fine. Just forget it. Really, my favorite game is actually what I'm designing myself. I'm gonna call it, um, Sad Haven. Yes, Sad Haven. Original concept. It's all mine. Going to be published by my new, uh, publishing studio, uh, uh Week uh, Let Loose Games. <laughs> yes, all original. Anyway, guys... Keep up the good work.